0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and boy, do I have a treat for you. It's that time of the year again. It's Oscar season. And uh, just like last year, I've got my two best boys here with me, Harris Panko and Stephen Klein. Uh, fellas, welcome to the Thunderdome. Thanks for having us. <laughs> it uh, it was a uh, it was a year for movies, for sure, and uh, probably one of the worst years for movies. And despite all of that, the Academy felt like uh, it was about time to host another Academy Awards. And so today we are going to be talking about our ballots for the Academy Awards. So the way that this is going to work, uh, for those of you listening, we are going to go through each of the sections of the Academy Awards ballot. We're going to talk about the movies that are in there and talk about why we think whatever one we pick is going to win. But you know what? We might also be talking about what movie we wish would have even been on this list because it would have probably won. And uh, there's a lot of examples of that. So. Uh, without further ado, we'll, we'll kind of dive in there, and I guess we'll, I'll just start by saying this, and we'll start with S- Stevie. What uh, what did you think of 2020 for movies? Boy, 2020 for movies,
1: uh, not a whole lot to speak of. Obviously, the I, f- I feel like we talked about this on other
0: podcasts,
1: but uh, you know, that was our year-end review. Yeah, things kind of fell apart due to uh, you know what, and uh, we lost a lot of great movies getting pushed back. But at the same time, you know, I think especially for the last few months this year and then at the end of last year, you know, there's a lot of catching up where we got to see, you know, finally these indie movies were popping up on streaming services and then some of these big ones were coming to streaming services. So I think we're getting the ball rolling again and it's been, I mean, was able to catch up and watch a lot of great movies. So I I wouldn't say that the year was a complete loss because there were some great movies to see.
0: Yeah, totally agree. Harry, what do you think? Or What did Uncle you think?
2: Uncle COVID came to stay, uh, <laughs> and we couldn't get rid of him soon enough. Am I right? Uh, you no, know, it was weird. I mean, we started the year off. I think we had done another one of these reviews back in like January, February, and we were, you know, we were taking advantage. I'd say of AMC movie pass going at least once a week, and that was life. And we were watching movies all the time. There was a big summer slated up. Mm -hmm. kind of everything fell you know shit hit the fan everything fell apart um i have enjoyed getting to watch stuff from my house a lot more i'm I'm quite the homebody, and i've realized that a lot more with uh, with all the kobe going on but uh i think it's cool like stevie said you know the last few months how the streamings they're you know they're releasing these big triple a budget movies like kong versus godzilla and you know, all these, all these big ones right at home. And I think that's pretty, pretty exciting for the future. We'll see where it, where it goes, but.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I I think uh, there's, there's some hope. I know if you guys, uh, and I guess as a bit of news, if no one else knew uh, Sony just inked a deal with uh, Netflix and Disney. And uh, so basically Sony movies straight out of the theaters are going to go to Netflix And, uh, you know, after their theater run is over and then after I don't know what the exact amount of time is, but from Netflix, they will go on to a Disney streaming service, whether that's Disney Plus or Hulu, uh, which is pretty crazy because, you know, I would have I wouldn't have wanted it, but they could have easily just created their own streaming service, too. but i'm I'm sick of all the streaming services at this point there's there's too many cooks in the kitchen
2: for all my uh for all my diamond hands out there all my diamond hand brothers I guess AMC's really gonna have to go to the moon to find some uh, movie goers. <laughs> oh
0: yeah hey, I bought in on on AMC When was that eight <laughs> was that I think it's right where they're at right now. so you know the the money's coming as they say I think the rocket's about to take off and then we will be going to the moon yeah, uh, I did. But not yeah, so we'll, do have to do Oh, what was it that <laughs> I
1: said I did not do well on AMC. But when, when did you? you buy AMC? Uh or
0: like no. what to what, what was the price
1: point? Listen, I don't, we don't need to get into the numbers. It's all uh, <laughs> it's all very uh, mustard level, you know,
0: high level stuff. <laughs> I jumped on
2: when the rocket was just very does. Just great. Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, well, that's good. I'm sorry for your loss. I'm sure you're going to make it up in Dogecoin, <laughs> and I know we all will on that guys. Am I right? Uh, well, yeah, let's dive right in to this, uh, you know, I was thinking for a second, like, okay, what if we, you know, let's start with the the lowest of all of these categories and work our way up. But I, you know what, that's not, what, that's what a promoter would do. That's what somebody who really likes teasing people along would do. And you know what, I'm not that at all. I, I like to give my fans what they want. So we're going to start right off the bat with Beck's Best Picture. So uh, Best Picture uh, right uh, now, uh, nominees that we have are The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. So Harry, I'll start with you. What What are your thoughts on this? I know we, we had talked uh, – we talked to all three of us before this started of like, OK, let's get moving on this. We want – we really wanted to see every single one of these films – uh, throughout all of these nominations, but obviously some of them couldn't be seen. Uh, other ones required you to pay quite a bit of money only to rent the movie. So uh, I have no doubt some of the ones we missed, we will watch eventually very soon. But you caught up on a couple recently, didn't you?
2: I did, yeah. I was able to snag uh, Sound of Metal, uh, actually very recently, um, along with Nomad Nomadland. Uh, I think it's kind of with what we were talking about earlier, the, the curse of the the theater deal it's you know it was so easy last year went to go watch the best pictures and see all the movies we wanted to see you just run down the street and go and now they're taking you for all it's worth with with some of these i know specifically the father and minari it was you know impossible to find and you're paying an arm and a leg to to be able to watch them but yeah i did yeah. I, I was able to catch up on a lot of these actually more recently than not and um i think it is cool that some of the you know Sound of Metal in particular, watched that last night, real recent. Uh, But just the fact that it's like an Amazon Studio Films, I think, is really cool.
0: Yeah, and you know what? We were. I think one of us had messaged you or said something like, hey, so what did you think? And you said, uh, I'm saving my review for the podcast. So here we are, Harry. What did you think of Sound of Metal?
2: Oh, jumping in hot, baby. Jumping in real hot. I was a huge fan. I you know i almost turned it off in that beginning uh that scene where they're they're doing the band The uh,
0: uh <laughs> because it was so loud
2: front. it was very loud it was very you know it was uh it was bossing me around a little bit i was getting a little uncomfortable it kept going on they kept switching the camera back and forth but um getting through that uh with just i mean how quickly i mean we're, we can talk spoilers here right this isn't
0: Yep, this full is, spoilers for all of these movies that are available to rent or stream, you know, in any way that you prefer. Beautiful,
2: beautiful. Um, his hearing
0: goes so fast.
2: Yeah. Not, I mean, yeah. being in that line of work, not being in that line of work, any of that. Like, I just can't imagine what he was going through with all that, and it's just, it was, it was so crazy to see his reaction, or he's trying to kind of hide it in the beginning. Uh, And then when they're at that concert, he hits his breaking point, runs outside, you know, in the middle of the show, and just you know can't take it. But I mean, it did follow to me a a pretty standard movie formula of you know the going to the going to the uh, the house for the deaf, and you know he doesn't want to be there. All right, we'll get out of here. We're good. I'm out of here. I'm done. Um, Ends up sticking around. You know, his girlfriend brings him back, and he's you know. Sitting there, everyone's around him doing all the signs, and you can tell he's uncomfortable, doesn't know what he's doing, he's not getting engaged, and then they do that fast forward and he's you know, he's loving it. He's with all the kids, with with all the groups, making friends. It was great. Um But, but just a powerful movie on I think expectations of things. I mean on it. when he uh when he hold on, am I my Siri going. Um when he <laughs> And he finally gets the surgery at the end. Right. He has the falling out with uh, I think his name's Joe, the head of the the head of the house who you know tells him, listen, we don't look at deafness here as a downside. We don't look at it as something to fix. You got to go. And, you know, you can tell he's he he doesn't want to he doesn't want to leave. He's built those relationships. Part of him wants to stay, but he leaves. He does the surgery and then. That scene where she's she's it turns it on and she's talking to him. And it's so distorted. And you can just see his face like he's he's oh that was powerful. Just because the yeah. expectation, yeah. right? It was oh everything's gonna go back to normal. I'm gonna get my hearing back. We're gonna start touring again. I'll get with my girlfriend, rebuy the RV, and just ah, oh, crazy. And then it I'm in the end where you know he finally decides with uh with lou that it's not gonna work i you know music isn't the same you you obviously have moved on i've moved on and he's sitting there in the park bench and you're hearing that distorted church bell just and then he just turns them off let's sit in the silence i thought it was cool great movie big fan
0: yeah, you summed it up really well. Stevie, would you, uh, I know we kind of talked about it in that that year-end review, but um, I would totally say Harry was spot on with that uh, 10-second summary, if you will.
1: Yeah, uh, I, uh, I love that movie. That's one of my favorites of the year. Um, I'm not exactly sure if that would be my number one pick. I guess we'll get there when we talk Best Picture, but yeah, I loved it.
0: Okay. Yeah. And I did, I did as well. And Harry, you, the things that you said, I, I totally agree with like it. And, and I loved that uh, just specifically their focus on sound of, you know, it being so just terrible in a word of, you know, when you're watching the concert and you're just like, God, this is just like, no wonder his hearing is going out sort of thing. Right. And, uh, and then same with the end, like it felt so as it was so heartbreaking to see him have, you know, get kicked out, but you know, it's like, he just wants to kind of go back to the way things were, but at the same time, when you're seeing him realize that you can't go back to the way things were and you got to move forward, uh, that ending make, it makes the ending so great when he just takes the ear the earpiece out. Um, so yeah, no, and I, I think the same thing. I, I definitely not my pick, but I'm glad I'm glad that it got nominated for so many things on here just because I was really surprised that it didn't get nominated for anything on uh, the Golden Globes.
2: Oh, I didn't realize that it got snubbed. That's crazy. Yeah,
0: I don't think it got a single nomination. That is weird. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. Must be some politics that, think, behind the scenes we're not aware of. Yeah. Yeah, it's this completely the, metal. Uh,
2: it's the first movie I've seen Riz Ahmed in since, I think, wasn't he the villain in Venom? Yeah, that's he right. Was.
1: Huh? He was, he was like, also in Nightcrawler. He played the sidekick to Jake Gyllenhaal. Hall.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, he did, he did. And
1: then he was in that sh- that series on HBO, The Night Of, was like his big breakout.
0: Yeah, he's, uh, he has he's a very a promising career ahead of him. I mean, I'm sure, it sounds like he's doing great already, but, you know. the. I think, I, the think
1: he should, I think he should play James Bond. I think he'd be
2: a good James
0: Bond. Ooh, he would be a really good James Bond.
2: Oh, looking down the barrel of a gun. You think he'd be deaf? No.
0: <laughs> he figures it out by the end of the movie. Uh, that so, really yeah, so a that's... Villain. Ooh. Or he could be both.
1: Yeah, that'd be interesting. He you plays could have
0: the, one of, you like, know, the two-faced brother sort. is
1: actually the villain. Yes.
0: Yeah, or he's just missing a pinky. Right. So. That's how you can tell them apart. Uh, so from uh, from Sound of Metal, uh, the next one, and I'm just going to go down the list at this point. So Trial of the Chicago 7 was nominated for Best Picture as well, nominated for quite a few awards on here too, um, which I, I honestly, I thought well-deserved. I was surprised as we get to it that uh, – or I guess it did. It got it got uh, best original screenplay. Um, maybe I'm thinking of the Golden Globes, but uh, I thought Trial of Chicago 7 was awesome. That was one of those ones where it had been sitting on my Netflix queue for a while. And, uh, you know, I never just never got time to do it. And so when we finally sat down and watched it and we were both like, "Whoa, this is uh, this is actually really good. Like it. I, I forgot how much I love Aaron Sorkin screenplays because the dialogue is just so fast and it's all, it's always on fire. And I, I think that was probably my favorite part of the movie, but I also just loved seeing it felt like, and Stevie, I know we, we talked about this a while back, but, you know, we were saying in 2021, we're taking what we can get, like any movie that they can give us right now with the stars that we love, like, please just let us watch some movies. And so when I saw this, I was like, wow, we literally got like 15 really great actors uh in all of these different roles even in minor roles like uh the secret surprise uh michael keaton role and all of that sort of stuff so um i thought that i just i love this movie so stevie what did you think
1: yeah this was see this for me it's between this and sound of metal for my favorite among these best picture choices i love this movie i mean as uh as a lawyer there's You know, people always want to know, like, oh, what's the most authentic lawyer movie? And I I feel like there's never a movie that gets everything right. And this movie is no exception. But I think what they did really, really well was just depicting, you know, the courtroom process and just, you know, the idea that a judge can be so obtuse and just ruin a trial (laughs) like this. Like, this is the most extreme example. And anything like that would be very easily sanctionable. But it's... It's totally true that you know the justice system is obviously imperfect because it employs imperfect people. And he's a perfect example of that. It's just like the most awful person imaginable. Um, but I love this movie, and I thought it was obviously really timely to release this year or last year, if you will. Uh, it's a story that I wasn't aware of going into it, but did a lot of research afterwards. And it's a really interesting really interesting case, really interesting trial. Uh, I love too the fact that we get a little overlap with Fred Hampton, yeah, you know, getting um, into and the black Messiah there. Um, I, I think one of the common complaints I saw about this movie is that uh, Sorkin didn't really uh, explore that side of things as much, but you know, Fred Hampton was really, or no, it was not, it was Bobby seal that was looped into the trial. Right, he was right. kind of done. That was kind of just, a ploy he had really very little to do with the protest obviously we see that in the movie Uh, but yeah maybe I'm rambling I I thought this one was great I thought the writing was really good everybody loves to joke about uh, Aaron Sorkin's writing at this point he's kind of like a meme for film heads but I love it I think he's a very good writer and Yeah. yeah so many good actors here like you said just fun
0: to see everybody doing their thing I'm just trying to figure out what happened to the trial of the Chicago one through six. Right. <laughs> well, so anyway, maybe Harry, Harry, you there <laughs> to be like a prequel series that's
1: coming next on Netflix. <laughs>
0: uh, I don't know if I've heard that joke before. If I did, I'm sorry. That's a pretty bad one. Uh, Harry, did you, what did you think of the trial? Uh, I'm,
2: I'm right there with Stevie. If, if blood is going to flow, then let it flow all over the city. I think very. The whole timely. world is watching. The whole world is watching, and then the ending. I mean, re- using the closing remarks to read the name of all the soldiers killed just, yeah, powerful. Yeah. Powerful. I think a lot of. I mean, the big, the big draw, obviously Sorkin, and then obviously just the acting brass that they had. Um, to your earlier point, just with how quick everything moves in his movies. I mean, Sasha Baron Cohen never stopped. Just oh, back oh in- I know. Oh, he did a great. It, Jeremy Strong did great as the other hippie. Oh, love
1: oh, it! Oh yeah, yeah. An
2: Unusual role for him, but he did a great job. And going back and forth with the judge and just it was uh, it was a great movie, really powerful.
0: Yeah. So um, yeah, we'll see how how that one ends up panning out. Uh, next we've got on here is promising young woman. Now uh, was this one of the ones you weren't able to catch, Harry? Yeah, I'm out on this one yeah, the, uh, so what what I'll do is I'll just give kind of a brief description of this movie. Uh it actually was really good. really enjoyed watching it. Um, I thought uh, trying to remember uh, her name Carrie Mulligan, uh, really great role for her just because I, I'm trying to think of the things that I've seen her in, but I, obviously drive is is the big thing that I always know her from. But I think in that same week, we had watched The Dig, which is on Netflix, And if any of you haven't seen The Dig, uh, highly recommend that movie. Really liked it, and she plays. Having seen these two movies so close to each other, it just really showed her range because she plays two completely different characters. And uh, so she's basically just a, I guess, an older woman who had a a, a traumatic experience happen to her friend, uh, and they don't. I feel like they did kind of go into what happened eventually, right, Stevie? It's basically you know just was an instance of her friend was a victim of sexual assault. And uh, did she end up committing suicide? Is that what it was? Uh, I can't she, remember. I'm trying and to remember if, how she died. Yeah, because I don't think they, I don't, they don't go so into weird. it, but I think they don't have it. to. What? That's so strange. I
1: feel like uh, I feel like I need to rewatch
0: it again <laughs> to double check. I know, I but know. I know. I, I, but I think that's what I don't know. I feel like either way, she's out of is, the
1: picture, right? She's not in the movie. He, at all.
0: Right. She's not in the movie. You never see her. But she, so Carrie Mulligan's character, as the promising young woman, she basically goes out to bars and pretends to be drunk so that guys will pick her up. And then by the time they try to have their her way their way with her, she's like, ah, gotcha. And they're like, oh my god, like you're a nightmare, basically. And she's like, well, you shouldn't be doing what you're doing, sort of thing. So she's kind of catching them in the act, and uh, it ends up kind of, I wouldn't say spiraling. I mean, it, she eventually meets who I did not, I forgot was in this movie. She ends up meeting Bo Burnham from uh, Stand Up Fame. I, I I think Bo Burnham is hilarious, and. Uh, you know he he plays same thing I, at least from the way I remember him. It seemed like he got really tall, Stevie. <laughs> uh, he was always time.
1: tall. Okay, because he he just, he just is guy. towering
0: over everybody in the movie, and uh, and I you may know her name. I I'm, it's not coming to me, but who is her friend at the coffee shop that runs the coffee shop? Oh, uh, Laverne Cox, right? There you go. Laverne Cox. Yes. Thank you. So she's in it as well. Uh, just a great cast, great story. And honestly, and I, I won't even talk about it here since she didn't see it, but shocking ending. Uh, I don't think either of us were anticipating the ending of the film. Uh, and it's in a way the perfect ending for the movie, but at the same time you're like, Oh man, like, no, like, no, that's not what I wanted. So, um, I thought it was really great though. Stevie, what did you think?
1: Yeah, I really liked this one too. Um, I loved, it, it was obviously a really colorful movie, not just yeah. visually, but and I mean, the characters, the dialogue, everything about it was, it felt super fresh. Like I haven't really seen movies like this, you know, obviously mm-hmm. this angle is kind of a new one to explore. I, uh, I, I, could not stand all the guys that she was with that were trying to take advantage of her when she was drunk. And I was like, man, would it really be that bad? But immediately I'm like, you know what? Yeah, it would be that bad. Like they really hit the nail on the head with just how sleazy people can be. Yep. And uh, yeah, Carrie Mulligan's great in this. There were some really cool uh, musical choices, Alex, you you might remember this. They, uh, one of the songs featured in here was, the, uh, it was like a lullaby tune from Night of the Hunter*, and I think there was another Night of the Hunter* reference. Oh, yeah. in the movie. I uh-huh. haven't uh, I haven't taken the time necessary to you know think about that connection, but I loved hearing that tune in there. I love the reference because that's obviously we yeah, all love. There that
0: was movie. the tune Stevie, and then there was a there was a bit. I don't remember what was going on, but remember they were like showing a clip from the movie, right? on somebody's yeah. TV or something and yeah you you spot on the I the soundtrack was phenomenal I mean the the uh the opening song was that Charlie XCX song that's uh, I was busy thinking about boys and uh at oh, yeah, yeah. least and I love that song we were always singing that song and so when that came on it was like no way like I would not have expected that in a movie or whatever so quickly so yeah uh and I think a lot of that honestly and uh it goes to Emerald Fennell for uh kind of because she she directed it i believe she wrote it as well and uh you can just tell again i don't know much about her and i don't think i've ever seen anything that she's done but it's one of those instances where you instantly can see that this is her movie that like this is this is an emerald finnell movie and so now you know whenever we see what her next movie is going to be it's kind of going to be like that movie and i i like that a lot because you're right it felt so fresh
1: yeah it's really stylish
0: yeah so yeah, Harry, that's a little more reason. I'm sure. I'm trying to think. I, I, it's focus features. I don't know what that's under, but I, you know, give it a month or two. I'm sure it'll be on a streaming service.
2: Oh, it's a hundred percent. I think of of the movies I didn't see. This was the one I wanted to see the most. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I was. Almost,
2: so I
1: was. We were contemplating seeing it in theaters until what it was on sale or something, because
0: I was really excited for this one. Mm-hmm, Yep. Uh, so next on here, we've got Nomadland, uh, Chloe Zhao's uh, new movie. Uh, and this is one I know all three of us have seen because we definitely talked about it quite a bit. Um, I, I I already had a whole review on uh, – I don't remember exactly what episode number it was, but uh, I highly praised this movie and I still stand by that. I thought it was a great film. Ah, uh, Chloe Zhao. I, I like this film more for Chloe Zhao than I do for the actual film, but the content of the film as well is a really interesting topic. And I will always watch any movie that Francis McDormand's in. So that was, uh, a, you know, a treat on top of itself. But it's like, it was weird. It, it almost to me proved that Chloe kind of has her own documentary style too, where she's corporate she incorporates a lot of uh, real life people in the movie. And it really shows that sort of uh, authenticity in a way, because, you know, th- and there's there's people in this one. There's people in the writer where they're, they're not good actors, but you're still invested in them because, you know, they're being real and they're literally being real. So um, I, I just I thought this was a really great movie, Stevie. Yeah, uh, obviously,
1: Chloe Zhao. I loved the writer. That was one of my favorite movies of that year. I don't think you liked it as much as
0: I did. But yeah, I wasn't uh, as big of a fan, but it was, I did. Yeah, it was good. She's, uh,
1: she's very influenced by Terrence Malick. I think it shows in her work. And I think she's oh, been yeah. pretty open about that, too. And uh, you know, you could feel it in the writer with all the nature shots, and you definitely get the sense of it here, too. Uh, the difference, I think, is that she strikes me as more empathetic, right? Because she's using real people, whereas if this were made by Terrence Malick, it would, the focus would be more heavily on Francis McDormand's character. And everyone else would just kind of be background noise. But I think the cool thing here is, you know, you're getting time and attention paid to real stories of people living this kind of lifestyle, which is a really cool touch for her. Um, My kind of weird complaint here is that I feel like Frances McDormand was a little out of place. Obviously, she did a great job and it's not at all her fault. I think I'm just, you know, thinking in comparison to the writer where you had uh, Brady Jandro or however you say his name, who was just, he was the main character, but he was literally just a guy living that lifestyle. So it felt super authentic. And here having, you know, pretty famous actress play that role. It, I felt a little bit of a disconnect, but I don't think anybody else would watching this unless they had seen the writer. Uh, but aside from that, I, yeah, I loved this movie. It was uh Really cool to watch. I love any kind of movie that explores some aspect of culture that nobody's aware of is
0: always Mm -hmm. fun to watch. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of people were uh, trying to check this movie out, too, because uh, she's directing The Eternals, which comes out later this year at the end of the year. So a lot of maybe more mainstream people would have seen this movie, especially because it kind of went straight to Hulu. And so, you know, as long as you had a Hulu subscription, you could watch this movie. Harry, did you think the same way?
2: Yeah, I was a really big fan. I think uh, one of the things I may d- disagree a little bit with Steve is I thought, um, and you didn't really say it, that she was bad, but I loved Frances in this movie. And I thought it's, it would, it's, a, it's a really difficult role to fill. Right. Like, I mean, yeah, you could have done she could have picked someone that was was like a no name or, or some some other actress. But I can't really imagine picking anyone that would have done a better job. Um, right.
1: I agree with that completely. I Because, yeah. again, um, as far as picking an actress to do this, I think Frances McDormand was the perfect choice. I right. just, you know, I was spoiled by the previous movie because that guy wasn't even an actor. And it felt right. <laughs> more real with a non-actor. But. Uh, yeah, I have. I'm not complaining about her performance in any way.
2: Yeah, I thought it was just. It was really cool to see just her kind of struggle through the movie with, you know, kind of coming to terms with it. But then, you know, she was she would get defensive and get, you know, start to enjoy everything about it when she's with her sister and all that. Uh, I did read a review that I thought was really interesting where it talked about one of the other stars of the movie was just like the American West, which I thought was interesting. Um, yeah, this would have been a, a pretty cool movie to see in theaters to have on the big screen with just like some of those desolate shots of, you know, just her in some of these camps and parks and driving around. And every time she's on the road, I thought, um, you know, it was it was it was pretty powerful to that extent. So I I'd, I'd definitely love one day to go back and see if I can catch this on the big film, big screen. But love Fern. Um and to Stevie's point, just like a, told, you know, going into the movie, knew it was about a lady living out of van. If That was about it. But, you know, this is obviously a huge part of our society and um, or maybe not so huge of a part, but definitely part of our society. And it's just interesting to kind of see some of those stories play out.
0: I think that's one of the yeah. the pieces of it that kind of interested me the most was. That, that whole idea of like how many how many people are doing this, right? Like it it did seem like, you know, there's probably a lot more than you would think just yeah. from the way they described it here of like, you know, the older generations being forgotten by these newer businesses, which means there probably would be millions of people. But, you know, no one ever thinks about it. So I have no idea. And I don't think I ever looked up to see if they know of an exact number, but I definitely would be curious. Uh, so So next, oh, Go ahead. I mean,
2: what do you think about it?
0: Oh, uh, I thought it was great. I thought it was awesome. Um, I mean, the 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 Terrence Malick piece of it all is is one of the big things that kind of sells it for me, just because, again, I, I just her style is so great. So most of the movie when I'm watching it, I'm 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 watching her Chloe uh, from behind. Right. Or, you know, from the camera. So like a lot of the shots. I was more like, wow, like, look at the the way that they set this up and the way that like the scene where she walks out her backyard and looks at the the, you know, her old backyard and looks at the mountain range. And it was just like, wow. And then, you know, the 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 guy, the old guy, I don't remember his name, but the guy whose son. He like what he got sick or committed suicide, something like that. But like, you know, he's the guy that welcomes her into the camp. But then towards the end of the movie, you get that bit where he's crying in front of her. And this is a completely real person, not an actor. And, and it's just there's there you so quickly dive into this movie. Like even with Francis being there, like I was I was sold and sucked in right away and happy to be there because, you know, by the end of it, I was like, oh, I could have probably spent another 30, 40 minutes just hearing their stories and hearing them kind of talk. Right, that's awesome.
2: Love yeah.
0: It. Uh, so next up on the list of best picture nominees is *Mank* uh mank this is oh uh well i mean it's mank what what do you guys guys you know you know and we talked about this I, I was talking about this with stevie the other day every it sounds like a uh something an old person would just sit down and sit there say come on hop on my lap i gotta tell you a story every year hollywood puts out a movie all about themselves well, and so the year, old person in this
1: case is uh, fincher's father
0: Oh, that's right. that's a right. right. He did it Jack because it's his father. Spencer.
1: Yeah, Jack I think guys, his name's Jack
0: I, I could be wrong, but it's his dad wrote the I think movie. you might be right. And Man- so then this is all and, and for any of you uh cineheads cine out there, Mank is short for Mankowitz, which is short for the guy who wrote the screenplay for uh the the greatest movie of all time, Citizen Kane. Allegedly. Uh, Oh well, yes, uh, yeah. Well. It's the bit. We're, I'm living for the bit. And even better than that is his uh, Mankiewicz's nephew is our good buddy Ben Mankiewicz of TCM's uh, t- classics on the the big screen. You know, every month they put they would put out a TCM classic movie in the theaters. We always get to see our good buddy Ben and uh i didn't realize that but i think he said it's either his his uh it was like his uncle or his great uncle something like that but that's all this movie is is it's a movie about how the screenplay of uh uh, citizen kane got wrote written um the next movie on our list is no i'm kidding this uh (laughs) i (laughs) um okay so Spend. I think we should probably look. We we don't even really need to review this one. And I, and I'll say it this way: here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna review this as a story of how we watched this movie. So for me and the two of you, I know we pulled up Netflix and we said, "Are we really sure we want to do this?" And I was, you know, yes, this movie's gonna get nominated. We have to watch it. Uh, press play, and I mean, we should have known already. But yes, the whole film is in black and white. We you know we know that. Uh, what did we get 20, 30 minutes into the movie? And one, uh, bo- one or both of you were like, actually, <laughs> look at the time I got to go. And I think you both backed out. I finished it, but, uh, it was under great duress. And by the <laughs> end of it, I, there may have been some skip aheads. I got to tell you guys, I just look, I love a good Hollywood movie when it comes i loved la la land i thought that was great but guess what the difference is between la la land and, and mank one la la land has some music in it some dancing kind of nice there's a little bit of dancing in this uh but the difference is la la land's in color and it's also <laughs> in like very vibrant color uh whereas this again is True. is uh, black and white and also about somebody that i i look when you watch la la land and when i watched it in the theaters i know stevie we were we were searching for tickets because the theaters were even sold out. And when I, when that movie played, I just thought like, God, I wish I was in Hollywood. Like this, this is the life. And that's kind of what, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Stevie director, uh, of law. Damien Chazelle, Damien Chazelle, uh, like hats off to him for doing that. When I watched mank, I was like, right. I don't know how I, I will show it in team. Hollywood. Like, no, thank you. Uh, this is insane. So, yeah, that's that, those are my I'll, I'll just say those as my thoughts for the movie. What about you guys? Harry, we'll start. Um, with you.
2: Yeah, go oh, ahead. Oh. oh, man, I love David Fincher. I can't tell you how much I love David Fincher. But mm. good God, this wasn't a David Fincher movie. This was not there's no I still don't buy it. I think he was it's a Jack Fincher movie. Jack Fincher held a gun to David's head and said he was. Like, <laughs> We, you're going to tell my story. You're going to tell my story. And I, I mean, nothing to do with the black and white. We've seen plenty of incredible black and white movies. Yeah. Citizen Kane, Rosebud.
1: Malcolm uh, and Marie, just Malcolm from Marie. this year. That was really good. Uh, uh,
0: the one by, uh, not Iñárritu, but uh, Alfonso Cuaron. Um, that was also on Netflix. The Oh, Roma. Roma, yes, Roma. Uh-huh.
2: Um. Yeah, I don't know. Snooze fest. I can I can't even begin to be bothered to watch to even try to watch this movie again. I'm never going to watch it on I, I know I'll never recommend it to anyone. I feel bad that we're wasting precious podcast time on this movie. Um yeah. No, no. Astonished that it's been nominated. I mean, I get the Hollywood thing. I mean, we do, we do have the greats like I I mean La La Land's a great movie um the one last year with uh, our boys Leo and Brad uh once upon all a all right
0: there you go great movie
2: this was not a good movie this was a bad movie this was a shit movie i don't want to talk about it anymore I'm done <laughs> it. Yeah. what
0: was the what was the phrase we were was it uh i going to say
1: it. yeah I'll, I'll i'll give you that first i want to give a few thoughts and i'll give you my headline review so the few thoughts that i want to add first of all you know we saw like the Snyder cut, for example, and there's been plenty of other indie movies as of late where directors are playing with aspect ratio, right. To give us a different feel, what better opportunity to do that than making a movie about citizen King. And David venture chose not to do that. Right. looks like a regular movie. Yeah. Aside from that, it's filmed digitally. It looks way too clean. If, Whenever there's an opportunity to film something on film to make it look old it's this kind of movie right again yeah. like Harry said black and white not that big a deal you can do a good movie in black and white but I feel like it was a very poor attempt he didn't really commit to that aspect of it and as Joey would say what's more boring than Citizen Kane <laughs> a movie about the making of Citizen Kane uh, right <laughs> but the uh, my three word headline review is mink Mank monk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that okay so here's guys here's what i will say i enjoyed stevie using that headline because he said that often because i would always ask like hey did you guys watch the movie yet or finish it yet and he would always just say mink mank, monk and uh, <laughs> i enjoyed that headline more than i enjoyed the film so uh yeah, so, yeah there you go and yeah i think I, harry i i think you said the best thing of all Uh, And I tried to do this a little earlier, but I wanted to at least give it its due, but I don't think we need to spend another second on this. So the next movie on the list is Judas and the Black Messiah, which uh, I know Stevie and I saw when it was on HBO. Harry, you missed that, right?
2: Ooh, I think I got on Monday, the Monday Hmm. after it disappeared and said, oh, ah, oh, it's gone. Oh, so yes, free talk,
0: talk free. Okay. So this one was also an awesome movie. This, uh, this was one i have been we've been looking forward to, I think, at least, and since the the first trailer. I don't remember what it came yeah. out when we were in theaters. I think at that point, point. That and I was Tenet. just like, "That's what I thought." Okay, that's what I was going to say. I think it was when we saw Tenant, and I remember being like, "Ooh, this!" I mean, I I Daniel Kaluuya is uh, so good, and I I love him specifically for his ability, not only his ability to be anybody at this point. Uh, he has done so many different characters that in the biggest point of them being different characters with different accents. But then to hear his actual accent is like it just shoots him over the moon for me when he was on the Golden Globes and they he won the first award. He won best supporting uh, best supporting actor for this film. And he started he, he was saying something and, you know, there it was like on mute or something they, they had muted him. And, and yeah. so they finally get the mute up and he just starts going, Oh dog, you're doing me that you're doing me that and, uh, it was so fun. He's got that sort of like our favorite British accent basically. Uh, but he's just such a cool guy. And so him along with Lakeith Stanfield, which is also same thing. He, he does a really good job playing nervous people. Uh, I don't know if that's like on his, uh, his film resume. Like I'm really good at acting nervous because he was great like that in uh, de- the Death Note, live action Death Note movie. Uh, there was another, what else has he been in? I'm trying, oh, he well, he was in, they were both in get, get Out, out. and yeah. he was kind of the same there. He's just always, and I like that though. He's And so they're both, uh, the the plot of this movie, Harry, is uh, Fred Hampton is, it's more of the story of Fred Hampton than you're gonna get, or getting in Trial of the Chicago 7, but it kind of surrounds Lakeith Stanfield he's sort of a uh not not a low level criminal but he's just he's kind of going i really like this he like goes into a bar and pretends to be an FBI agent uh to and i don't remember what it is that he was trying to do or why he was pretending but eventually steal the fbi oh okay well yeah there we go so he's trying to steal a car but then the fbi catches him or the cia And they actually recruit him. And so they're like, hey, we want you to get in on the inside of Fred Hampton because he's organizing stuff. And so this movie actually takes place, and correct me if I'm wrong, Stevie, it's like kind of right around the same time as The Trial of the Chicago 7. It might be like a little bit before. And obviously it spans more time than that piece, but don't they touch on that as well in the movie?
1: Uh, I don't remember if they touched on The Trial in this movie, but they definitely touched on Fred Hampton's murder in trial of chicago seven so there's definitely overlap in terms of. oh yeah yeah
0: exactly that's what it was yeah and so it's essentially him uh having to be undercover in the same way you see in a lot of other movies where the character has to kind of report back and all of that but just like in those movies too and this is based on a true story is he starts kind of saying hey you know actually i really like what fred's saying i'm really resonating with everything that's going on here and actually this is you know this feels more right to me than the and they clash by the end of it there's some very sad uh endings i would say but uh just a incredible movie and i thought that the music in this movie was really good too so stevie what do you think of this one
1: yeah yeah thanks for reminding me about the score because the score was really good
0: that was a standout
1: thing for me obviously repeating what you were saying daniel kaluuya is one of the most versatile actors right now i feel like he can do anything he can play really scary. He can play all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Lakeith Stanfield's great as well. Uh, yeah, this is a story that, regrettably, I didn't know much about this one either. But I, uh, I'm all for these movies where we learn more and more about uh, the government being corrupt and you know, just finding out things that a lot of us probably didn't know before. Yeah. So that's always a treat. And yeah, I uh, I can't really think of anything I didn't like about this movie. Uh, it's yeah. just, it's a great sort of historical thriller uh, of great acting by everyone involved. And yeah, that score is probably the biggest takeaway for me. I really
0: love that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, Harry, uh, next year, ch- whenever that comes back on, because I would imagine, especially if HBO is streaming those movies, they're going to come back. And I think the way that they had said it was, it may be like a three month sort of thing, kind of like a movie theater. So in a couple of months that that's probably going to be back on HBO. So that'll be ready for you. Uh, Right. Right. So the last two movies on here, I saved for the end, uh, which is the, it's the saddest part for us to talk about, which is we did not get to watch the father or Minari, though. I do have on good authority that both of those movies are really good. Uh, some some surprising on the father of saying that that movie is actually incredible, which uh, I, I want to believe it. And it's going to, it's going to be a believe it when I see it sort of thing, because uh, it it seems like a heartstring kind of movie where it's just the story of, of all of someone who has Alzheimer's. And uh, I'm fine with that. I just, that's a, to me is kind of a basic storyline. I feel like we've seen that before, but if the performances are strong and it sounds like they are, uh, then I'm I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that when I'm seeing it. it's a Sony Pictures movie. So who knows, maybe that'll end up on Netflix real soon. But uh, more so than The Father, honestly, I, I really wanted to see Minari. I, I know, Stevie, you're the same way. Uh, and Harry, you probably are, too. But huge A24 fan. Uh, I always say my favorite uh, – people ask me all the time on the street. They say, what's your favorite movie studio? And I say Marvel Studios. They say, no, no, no. Like besides Marvel, I say, well, Disney. <laughs> and they say, well, no. And I say, Lucasfilm. And they go, no, Disney no, no. Marvel like the That isn't a commercial movie thing. And I go, oh, A24. I love A24 movies. I think I think I've seen every single one except now – we're falling behind because a lot of these a24 movies are limited release in theaters we, we not in a the theater nearby sort of thing so haven't had a chance to see minari but i know from the plot and from the fact that steven yoon is in this uh that it's going awesome. to be awesome steven and uh so yeah so that's those are kind of my thoughts on that what about you two guys
1: yeah not much to add since i haven't seen him either but Again, also very excited for Minari, Steven UNA24. You can't go wrong with a mix like
0: that. Yeah, that's a triple triple header right there.
2: That's a triple threat. I'm super pumped to see it. I think the story's going to be really interesting too, just like the Korean family moving to the Midwest. Yeah. One of the funniest reviews that I read that I think you guys might get a kick out of was... uh, it, it goes along the lines of, like, Stephen was born in Korea. He and his family moved to the United States, uh, to the state of Michigan, just like his character Glenn in the hit AMC series The Walking Dead. So that's great. Oh, uh, nice. you. That gives us everything we need to know.
0: Wow, we're, we're universe building already. Or Stephen universe building. Anyone? So
2: Super super excited to see this one. Hope uh, Hope it comes out to a streamer near me.
0: Nice. Actually, and I want to point out, too, if you guys missed that, <laughs> the Steven Universe is is like a triple entendre. I know. That's, that's a pretty good joke. I, uh... That's a, that's the – because isn't there a, sh- there's a show called Steven Universe?
1: There's a show called Steven Universe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: So we're, guys, really we're firing joke. on all cylinders tonight. I should make you guys pay for this podcast. I'm talking to you. you use, I, I think
1: Alex put pencil this in two or three years from now. Well, actually, maybe not even that long. He's got a hit show on uh, Amazon right now that I've been told to check out. But Ooh. I think you should watch that. And then when you go to make a podcast about it, it should be the title should be something along the lines of exploring the Steven Universe.
0: The Steven Universe, because we've seen him now in uh, Burning. In, oh uh, Burning is so good. Burning is awesome. Uh, there was something else that he was in. Oh, uh, we always said, uh, we always remember that. Uh, sorry I think to bother you. Leave. Oh, and sorry to bother you. Yep, uh, I think you should leave, as the guy yep. who, uh, what was it that he doesn't grab enough toilet paper when he wipes? Ah, <laughs> uh, so sad. Okay, so you know that those are all the best picture nominees. So now, now, like I said, this is the this is the the hour. This is our ballots for the Oscars. Uh, for any of you out there, uh, when we end up getting every single one of these ballots right, you can say, hey, they weren't lying. They didn't cheat. We've got it on file that they, they did it before the Oscars. So what do you guys think is going to win Best Picture? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> hmm. I, I, my, my money is on Nomadland. Interesting.
2: I think trial.
0: Ooh,
1: yeah. I'm a uh, boy. My preferred win would probably be Trial of Chicago Seven, but I have a feeling I have I might vote uh, Land getting it. All, all yeah. I can say though is as long as it's not me. I, I won't. <laughs> I was 7. about to say. See
0: that's and the, well, and that's part of what I was kind of seeing earlier. Is there's like th- this thing where every year there's a Hollywood movie. About, like, there's a movie about Hollywood that gets nominated for a ton of stuff, but then never wins anything. So it's like, why couldn't you have just nominated another movie more deserving if you weren't yeah, even going like, to give it any? You know, awards? a good movie. How about uh, Monterey's Black Bottom? There you go. Yeah. Monterey's Black Bottom. How about tenant That's oh, that, right. that, that That would be another would one. As be well. Tenet, no? um, here's what I'm going to say, too, and I, to all of you listeners out there, because. I, I would like to think that you're making your own uh, Academy lists right now. And, and you're saying this is a comics and cinema certified list. Uh, so it wouldn't be a C C and C list without me reading a little bit about what variety has to say on these so that you guys are fully informed when you can make these decisions. If you're you're versing against your friends and family and you really want to get a, a head up. So for <laughs> the movies, uh, they are predicting that Nomad Land will win. That the trial of the Chicago Seven could win, and that Nomad Land should win, and that Onward should have been here. Uh those are it looks like the Onward. four categories they use for these. Uh, I a hundred percent disagree with that, with the Onward comment. I mean, if we're picking I would good, rather but... say I, it was good, I'd say soul over Onward, but uh, and then I would say Ma Rainey's or uh, Trial of Chicago. There's a, yeah, Ma Rainey's you know, I, definitely I was gonna say, I think on my list, Nomad of all those nominees, I have Nomad Land at the top of, of my list, but it's still behind like his home with uh, the movie we, we watched about the family from oh, yeah, was was it the, uh, South Sudan. Yeah, that was great. Palm Springs. I don't even think Palm it got a nod. Uh, it may have gotten maybe one nod, but and and I love a woman. P- uh, Can we talk Piece about that
1: for a second.
0: Oh yeah, did that? Was that part of this? Was that a 2020? Um,
1: I know Vanessa Kirby got nominated for Best Actress. I think. Uh, I, think I think this was shaken out of the runnings due to um, Shia LaBeouf controversy. Oh, um, but think man, so. *Pieces
0: oh, of a yeah, Woman* is incredible.
2: It should have been up for Best Picture.
0: Uh, that's true. That I was mean, a great movie.
2: I've been minded well, I don't think you guys liked Hillbilly Elegy, but I liked I liked Hillbilly. I Elegy. thought
0: it was okay. I mean, it was it was better it than was Mank. your classic fare. It's better than Mank, That's true. Yes, better <laughs> again. Better, all of these would have been better than Mank.
2: Why and why are we not? Why are why is there not more buzz about uh, Unhinged? Why is no one talking about Unhinged?
0: Unhinged. Oh, are you talking about the Russell Crowe movie? <laughs> movie? All right, we're moving Wait, on the no. best director. <laughs> what about One Night in Miami? Well, oh, one yeah. night. My, well, and that's see, that's and we're gonna get, we're gonna get into that because I think we're gonna have some really good conversations in this next one. Uh, okay, we also, and I'll put, throw out some other ones. Uh, Run, uh, it's fine if it didn't get nominated, but Run was great. Should have been on there. I care a lot. Would have been another nice one. Another round. Uh, another round was one that we watched because it's nominated for. I believe uh, is it original like screenplay? Or, no, it's di- uh, Directors It's director. Yeah. So let's just dive. We're going to just dive into this. So so the next category on here is best director. So we've got in our best director category, we've got Thomas Vinterberg for Another Round, uh, which is a uh, was it Scandinavian Danish?
1: I think it's Danish,
0: Danish movie. Uh, He's the same director. He directed The Hunt. If you guys haven't seen it, another Mads Mikkelsen feature Uh, Mank by David Fincher. Uh, or sorry, David uh, Fincher, who accidentally, well, not accidentally. He definitely did it on purpose. <laughs> he made mank. <laughs> um, <laughs> he created a monster. Uh, a mankster. Okay. the uh, mankster. <laughs> uh, okay, a mangster. we've got Lee yeah. Isaac Chung for Minari, and we've got Chloe Zhao for Nomad Land. and we've got Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman. And I believe, I apologize, I believe it's, Clo- it's Chloe Zhao. Like a little bit of a so Chloe Jaw and then Emerald Fennell for Pro- promising young woman. So um, for this list, uh, I have seen all of these movies. Oh, I haven't seen Minari. And... <sighs> um, okay, but so that's getting back to our conversation. I thought another round was a really good movie as well. Um, I love those those uh, Danish movies because they. I don't know if it's the writing or what, but I just feel like the characters are a little more lived in or real. Like, I mean, the whole plot of Another Round, I was like, I don't know if you would ever see a movie like that kind of get made in America without it being a comedy. And they purposely, so Harry, this, it will. Yeah. And so I would call it more of a dramatic comedy. What was that, Harry? Harry.
2: I said, let's give a quick synopsis for our viewers. Yeah,
0: so so another round, which is available to watch on Hulu, uh, is about and Mads Mickelson's the main character. He's a teacher at a school, uh, and he's basically just he in his he the kids in his class don't really listen to him. He's not very motivated to teach. His home life is eh, like eh, he's basically coasting along in life. And he talks with some of his friends at I think it's a funeral or but they're all eating. And one of his friends, all of them whom are teachers at the school, uh, talks about this uh, experiment or this theory of uh, that the human body is is alcohol deficient, that the study essentially was positing that. The human body should be at around, was it a, it's like a 0.1 or something, or maybe a little less 0.05 of blood alcohol content. You said like, basically if you're at 0.05 all day long, uh, that you you're living your best life, essentially like your life just gets better and so they're kind of like oh that's kind of stupid blah 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 and so they come up they just they end up deciding to do it because all four of them are in the same sort of rut that he's in and uh and so it's super cool cuz they're like okay we need to make this scientific like we need to document it in case we get in trouble to show yes we were doing this as an experiment and they're like okay so what are the rules okay so you you uh, essentially they talk about Ernest Hemingway and Ernest Hemingway said That every morning when he woke up, he would start drinking and then he would start writing and then he stopped drinking at the end of the day and let the night kind of clear his head in a sense. And so they're like, okay, so they are drinking during the day and then once they're done at night, they don't drink anymore and they do the same thing every day. And uh, eventually, as you can imagine, it it gets into, well, what about 0.08 percent or what about 0.1 percent? And the whole story, kind of following Mads Mickelson's character, that his life actually does get better. He is so much because of the alcohol, obviously. He's more confident. He starts inspiring his class. he his he uh, kind of in a way, heals his relationship with his wife. Uh, with his family all that sort of stuff, but then obviously cracks start forming and things start happening So I won't reveal what happens at the end. It's not like a spoiler They just anything, start but...
1: drinking more and more and it obviously right. gets worse
0: <laughs> And so mad yeah. mads is you're, you're kind of watching the story through his eyes where he's saying yeah I can handle more and we're, we're freaking out going like dude man You're freaking pushing it uh, But then you start seeing the other people that he's with really going overboard and you're like, okay mads isn't as bad but it's It's a really good kind of conversation around that whole you know there's i'm i'm it's not a secret that I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that drink on the job or or whatnot, but like what if it does make you a better person? What if you are a better cheat teacher or in one of the- pe- people is a coach, one of them is a a music teacher, and they they go through all of them or their classes are instantly improved like they they connect with the students more, all this sort of stuff. So just a really interesting sort of, like I said, I don't think you would have seen a movie like this tackle that sort of subject the way that it is in this movie without it being more of a. Uh, if this movie had been made in America, it would have been. See, it would have been what Seth Rogen, Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> yeah, uh, this
1: this sounds like a Seth Rogen movie.
0: Seth yeah, Rogen's exactly. Like it would have immediately been panned as like a joke, whereas this one, it actually seems like they're they're presenting this as like. Well, think about this a little bit. Like this is really is kind of cool. So I I thought it was great. I liked it a lot, Stevie.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, It was a very fresh premise, and yeah, like you said, it could have been a joke very easily, but they approached it from a adult perspective. That at the same time, you know, there's sort of a reverence for youth. I think in the movie because you know, obviously, the teachers and all the teenagers there. I think the drinking age is different and everything different in denmark but um, that's kind of what these guys are chasing is that sort of youthfulness of their students but at the same time just you know finding it in themselves with a little bit of alcohol which i mean who know? i'm not condoning anybody go out and try to maintain a 0.05 blood alcohol level or something but oh come on uh, as a movie <laughs> as a movie it's really funny to watch and yeah it's it it's serious but it's uh kind of lighthearted in yeah most of the movie Gets a little yeah. dark, so, but it's a good ride.
0: So yeah, so along with that, Harry, we've got, like I said, you got David Fincher. You got Lee Isaac Chung, who I'm sure did a fantastic job, obviously, if he was nominated for, for Minari. Uh, Chloe Zhao and Emerald Fennell for Best Directing. I know we t- talked a little bit about Emerald Fennell. Um, very flashy in that movie. Really liked it. And, and we really dove into Chloe's <laughs> directing style, too. Uh, which, so I'm sure you guys can guess who I would be picking for this one because, you know, any protege or someone trying to pay homage to the great Terrence Malick uh, is going to get my vote. But uh, what do you guys think? Who are you thinking is going to win best director?
2: I think Lee Isaac. Haven't Lee, seen,
0: really, the for Minari. I've seen the
2: movie, but I think Lee Isaac takes, it, takes the cake.
0: Okay. Stevie?
2: I like the confidence.
1: Uh, I, uh, based on what well, the ones I've seen, I'm going to also vote for Chloe basically because she's a Malick protege and I would love to see a Malick protege get best director. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she'll actually get it, but that's going to be my pick either way. Uh, you know who I'd love to have seen in this category would have been uh, my boy Christopher Nolan for Tenet.
0: Oh, honestly. On. Yeah, uh, I would have too.
1: We'll get him next time. I guess but, hey, maybe, but, you J- know,
0: see this is where br- this brings in the interesting bit though, because uh, where's Regina King?
1: Right. And yeah, I would put that over, obviously, Mank, and I think a few others in this category.
0: 100%. Yep. And But but I will say, too, and I, I apologize to those of you out there. I didn't do the research in terms of, oh, this is the first time, this, that, and the other. But I do remember this is the first time that two women have been nominated for Best Director uh, in the same year. And uh, first time, too, I think that uh, was it that for Chloe of of being um, Asian-American first first as well. But then I guess Lee Isaac Chung, too. But um, Variety is saying the following, and I'll give you the the little commentary, uh, which is winner of the Critics' Choice, Golden Globe and DGA Awards, Ja has been unstoppable. No matter what upsets could be creeping up in picture, she seems assured this prize, which is one of her four nominations. So they've got who will win as Chloe Zhao, uh, who could win as Thomas Vinterberg for another round, which is kind of surprising. Uh, wow. But they also have Chloe Jaw as who should win. Uh, but then they have for who should have been here as Shaka King for Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh which I would have been okay with as well. Again, knock in any of these, in any of these categories, all you got to do is say, well, knock Mank out, get that out of here. That's a free spot. It's a free spot. It's free land. It's a free space. Like
1: bingo, just
0: get it out. Put anything Uh else there. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So next up we've got, oh, I got to mark this. So yes, I will be doing Chloe jaw. Uh, Okay. Best adapted screenplay is well, what we're diving I mean, into what's, next.
2: What's you know, I'm gonna ask a question here and I might yeah. I might upset some of the viewers. What's the obsession here with variety? Why are we taking their word for everything?
0: Oh, I'm not. I'm not taking their word, and th- this is only because they have a really nice. When you click, all I typed in was 2021 Oscar picks, and this was the first article that was there. And when you click on it, they have a click for every single category. So, like I said, I, I I'm I'm only saying that in terms of people who maybe are a little more competitive, trying to win. Uh, I'm a big fan of picking who you want to win, but I'm also a big fan of winning
2: i'm <laughs> a big fan of winning i just love their category i mean who might win who could win
0: yeah i like that they have so and they and i'm not even diving into the whole thing when you click on each of those they go into detail for each movie too and then they do a little bit of commentary as well so um, they, shout out to variety i mean all these articles are free so well, you can't beat that yeah. uh okay so for adapted screenplay Ah, uh, that is a a screenplay that has been adapted from something else, whether that's a book. You guys know the drill. Uh, we've got Borat subsequent movie film, The Father. Very nice. Very <laughs> nice. Ooh, twice sad. as nice. My uh, man. The, <laughs> I love my daughter. Um, the the Father, uh, Nomadland, One Night in Miami, and The White Tiger, which uh, White Tiger. Uh, we we haven't been able to watch yet. I believe that is on Netflix. Uh, I think that is a foreign film. Uh, I can't be sure, but I have seen all of the others except for The Father. So I haven't seen The Father of White Tiger, but I did. I did finally watch Borat. Um, and so I guess we can start there. I liked it. I thought it was fine. Um, but I guess for screenplay, I... I I suppose I suppose. I mean the movie feels like it's a real movie but clearly they wrote things for it so I guess in that regard it's really good. Did you see this one, Harry? Which one? Uh Borat.
2: Borat? I did. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. What did you think of Borat? Very nice.
0: Ooh, nice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean it's Borat. You know, there was some laughs, there was a lot of uncomfortableness. <laughs> I'm surprised Maria. on there is the best, is, you know, nominated as one of the best adapted screenplays of the year. I think that's what's it adapted from? Adapted from what? Also, a cocktail yeah. napkin? Like, what's the uh,
0: yeah? But, uh, yeah. Uh,
2: I know there's the, not a Borat novel. novel. Yeah, is
1: there a Borat see, book? Is there
2: a Borat Bible? Did someone, did someone write? This down accidentally, like why is Borat? You're looking, on... Alex. I'll just add. I, I'm uh, looking yeah. at it right I'm here. Really direct, so it just says yeah.
0: it's ba- It's because it's based on Borat sagdyev Basically, I think it says by Sasha Baron Cohen. So, it's so po- maybe Borat. it's because it's based off the first movie or because it's based oh off of the screenplay God, here, he already did. I mean, yeah. look, <laughs> Harry. Would you rather him be in original screenplay?
2: I would rather him not be in the Oscars, but I guess we're stuck with Mank and Borat this year. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. That'd bang, be a bang. fun like buddy cop movie. Mang and Borat. Borat
0: and Mank. Mank,
2: mang, Borat.
0: Mank, Mank, right. mank.
2: Steve, what were you gonna say I cut you off? Oh, no
1: No worries. Uh I was never a big fan of Borat the first time around. I like Sasha Baron Cohen. I just I feel like it's a joke that's funny for maybe the first ten minutes and then it's doesn't really hold it for me. But uh I really liked in this movie the whole uh, tie ins to the uh covid pandemic and you guys saw it right i, oh, yeah. I thought that was really cre- creative so if we're going to give any credit for the writing i'd give it on there because they kind of spun the world shutting down while they were filming into borat's patient zero for the whole thing
0: yeah that was hilarious <laughs> i did not expect that i was pretty surprised i was like oh wow that was good mm-hmm. um so yeah and 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 uh um again father i'm not as sure on nomad land uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that one won because it's won in other times. But I guess there's a there's a sort of a a coolness there. I don't know what the right word is, but like it doesn't ever feel like you're li- you're listening to a screenplay when you watch that movie. Like it seems like it's just casual conversation. So if it was written that way, that's awesome. But right. at the same time, I doubt that she wrote every line they said. Oh, of yeah. course not. No, no. right. But right. no, that's why no, right. it's
2: adapted. All right, let me guess uh, Variety: who will win Borat, who should win Borat, who could win
0: Borat, who may win. Bank. Mm, Yes. Yeah, that's a that's pretty good. Uh, Close, but no cigar. Actually, Uh, Variety says that the father will win, uh, but that Nomadland could and should win. uh, And then that I'm thinking of ending things should have been on here. By Charlie Ooh, Hoff. that's
1: a good pick,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. As far as um,
1: screenplay goes,
0: what do you think, Stevie? Thoughts on an? I, well, Harry, I think Harry, you watched it with us, or maybe you watched it, but for one night in Miami, being on here, is it on here? It is, yeah. So okay, it is an Oscar-nominated movie.
1: That's sorry. That's my pick for the category. Uh,
0: is I, one night I, in Miami?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a. Yeah, this is a tough. See, I this think- is a toughie. This is one where I don't know. I, I, my heart would say One Night in Miami because that the conversations in that film were oh, awesome. I, I were yeah. so good. I
2: bet I want One Night in Miami. I bet Nomadland takes it though.
0: Yep. Yeah. Like, honestly, you're probably right. And you know, I think I'd I'm, be happy I here to burn, to burn
2: a pick on One Night in Miami
1: because I just I feel like the competition in this category is not great. Yep. Give
0: yeah. So do I want to burn a pick or do I want to win? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm, gonna, been... I'm doing, no, I'm going to do no land and Stevie, you're going to get it. It's going it, to win You always seem to pull this out. So I, you know, whatever it's already in the bag. Well, you I, are you You win this every year. I will. You. I don't know about
1: that. <laughs> you're just, you're just being humble. Mm. trying to feed me a slice of your humble pie
0: you hungry, hungry hungry Steve, uh, uh okay so next category that we have is best original screenplay so fresh out the oven uh we've got uh some awards commentary here i won't uh actually here so here's what i'll read it's quick it says uh well let's read the nominees first so we've got for original screenplay judas and the black messiah awesome super glad uh, minari same thing we're seeing a lot of these promising young woman sound of metal and the trial of the chicago 7. So I think there's a theme there which I like is that all that so many of these best pictures are original screenplays, which I really like. Obviously, I love when a movie when a book gets adapted into a movie or, you know, when a comic book gets adapted into a movie, but I also love seeing those original ideas on the screen. So in that way, I am glad at the picks for this year because a lot of them are very fresh. But um, the awards commentary here says, Despite winning the Golden Globe for Best Screenplay, Aaron Sorkin hasn't been able to win elsewhere. With BAFTA, Critics' Choice, and WGA in hand, so three other awards, Emerald Fennell is poised to become the second solo female winner of this category after Diablo Cody for Juno. (laughs) So they've got promising young woman as the will win uh, trial of the chicago seven as could win minari as should win and the 40 year old version as should have been here what do you think of that stevie we'll start with you
1: um i don't know what that last movie you just mentioned was i'm not gonna get into
0: that but yeah no I, is, i'm not familiar yeah, with I, think
2: that. I, I think the last one's about uh, uh steve carroll so so it's, like another, it's like
0: another. It's like a version of that. It's sort of like, like Steve Carell meets
2: Borat meets May. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, no, I uh, for this category, I uh, I can understand give, giving it to a uh, promising young woman, and I wouldn't be upset at all. But personally, my pick is going to be a Trial of Chicago Seven. I'm a sucker for.
0: Yeah, for and I'm the same way. The Sorkin sucker. The Sorkin sucker. I well, love, I love that
1: heavy. That heavy, sharp dialogue. There's so many great singers and jokes in here. And I, I, again, I know that it's the sort of thing that people love to make fun of because it's so predictably Aaron Sorkin every time he makes a movie. But look, I, nobody else writes quite like him, and I think it's always enjoyable.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's at that Marvel level of quality where you know each time the movie comes oh, out, it's going to be great. Right,
2: Stevie?
0: <laughs> Is that what did you what did you say? Very nice. interesting.
1: You you think Sorkin oh. has achieved Marvel level of quality? That's...
0: no, no. Oh. I'm talking. I'm not talking about the quality. I'm talking about the consistency. Oh wow! When a Marvel movie comes out, people say that's going to be good. When an Aaron Sorkin movie comes out, they say, "Ooh, there's going to be some talking." <laughs> And it's always uh, good. It's it's i not going to get into this on your show, guys. I, that's probably going to be the rest of the show. Is going to be me yes. baiting Stevie into talking about Marvel. Uh, Harry, what do you think about these screenplays?
2: I think uh, I agree with your first comment. I think it's really cool to see that. I mean, I think every one of these was nominated for best picture, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah, I think that's awesome. It's uh, as much as I love the adapted screenplays, and like you said, getting to see. Some of our favorite books and stories come to life. I think it's awesome when you have directors that and producers and you know the whole shebang that come out and come out with their own ideas. I think, um, man, I'm going to side with Stevie on this one. I really want it to be Trial of Chicago Seven.
0: Yeah, I'm honestly that's I've already marked it. I I, I'm picking Trial of the Chicago Seven as well. Maybe that'll be an upset. Uh, I always hate, I mean, it's it's nice to, like, look at what other awards the the thing has won throughout the awards season. But I hate trying to go off of that just because there's been so many instances where it's been wrong. I mean, there's a lot where it's been right, too. But I just, my gut trial is just really well-written. So that, that's my pick, too. Okay, so next, next, woo, we're diving into the actors. So next up is Best Actor, which we've right. got. Rain- we, ooh, oh, yeah, we've got Riz Ahmed uh, for sound of metal Chadwick Bose the late Chadwick Boseman rest in peace for Ma Rainey's black bottom Anthony Hopkins for the father uh, Gary Oldman for Mank uh, fitting last name uh, Stephen Yoon for Minari <laughs> and uh, Yeah, so I mean, I'm like I said, I am super happy that Stephen Yoon is on here Uh I'm glad that we've got two very old white men on here too. Uh, one of them even calls himself an old man. So, uh, and Anthony Hopkins, uh, Anthony Hopkins, who? Uh, just kidding. I'm in character. I'm in his character. So, uh, oh, no. <laughs> <don't
2: know>. <laughs>
0: oh my god. Uh, okay, so uh, we've got. I, yeah, I think the same thing, and and that's what Variety is saying too. I mean, Chadwick Boseman is is going to get this for sure. Stevie, what do you think?
1: Look, I'm not going to be the guy to bet against him.
0: I That's certainly would not yeah.
1: bet against him. He, uh, it's 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 tragic that he passed, but I mean, his performance was so good that even if he hadn't passed, he should have been nominated. And I don't know. I mean, to me, I think Riz would be stiff competition, but mm-hmm. um, give it to Chadwick, man, he's great.
0: Yeah totally agree and that's what yeah so variety says he will win uh variety also says he should win uh but variety also says that anthony hopkins could win so uh-huh uh but they've also got delroy lindo for defy bloods as who should have been on here did, they, did either of you watch that movie uh no. people talk about that i didn't see that movie though. No. oh okay i yeah i saw it it was really good um i would definitely recommend it Okay, next up, we've got Best Supporting Actor. So uh, this list, we've got Sasha Baron Cohen. He's here for the trial, oh, but for the trial of the Chicago 7, not for Borat. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah. Also, Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah, uh, which kind of makes you wonder who the main actor was in that movie and uh leslie Odom jr in one night of miami and paul rassi for sound of metal who harry you were mentioning that's uh joe that's the older guy that runs the uh the home yeah uh which is a, uh, I i thought was kind of and stevie i think we talked about this was that was our biggest surprise on this nominations list a very pleasant one because he did a really good job I yeah i loved
2: his character yeah
0: yeah harry what do you what do you think on this what's your what's your gut telling you how do you feel um,
2: and it's tough for me on this one, just having not seen Judas and the Black Messiah. But going in blind, let's let's assume neither of those win. I man, I want Joe to win. I want Joe to win. I bet Sasha takes it. And I'm not going to be upset if Sasha does. Stevie? Yeah, I would love to give it to
1: the guy from Sound of Metal. I just adored his performance, his character. He does such a good job. I can't What's even... It?
2: Is he deaf in real life? Do you guys know?
1: I don't know.
0: I don't know either. But yeah, uh, well, I've, I, would I would find out. I
1: think about him a lot. Were. Honestly, like I, I've constantly think about, he had one of my favorite scenes in the movie where he says something like, you know, all those times that you sat down there, um, I hope you found some stillness because it's in those moments. That's the kingdom of God. Like that just, I mean, obviously I don't, am not saying he wrote that, but um, Just think about that a lot. Give him the Yeah,
0: That whole bit where he has him go into the room and says, and it basically says like any time that you feel like you need to talk or you're thinking about something, you need to write it down until there's nothing left. I love that.
2: Want you to be comfortable in the silence.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: And it finishes it off with, I'm going to be doing the same thing.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know what? I take it
2: back. Forget Sasha. Forget Borat. We're going for Joe. I'm all in on Joe.
0: Before uh, it's so been done
2: before, Harry, this is a sequel we've seen.
1: It's old hat for him.
0: <laughs> so, here's, here's what I'll say, Harry, before you put the pen to the paper it's a quick commentary. No person right. in modern history has lost the Oscar after winning all televised award shows. This one seems locked. Who will win Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah? Who could win Sasha Baron Cohen? Trial of Chicago Seven. Who should win? Paul Rossi, Paul uh, Sound of Metal, and in parentheses they say because Kalu and Stanfield are both leads, and uh, who should have been here? Ooh.
1: Now hang on a minute. Sorry, I uh, my audio's been cutting in and out, so I think I missed that Daniel Kaluuya was in this category. That's my official vote. I agree completely that that should have been the lead. It doesn't make sense that that's supporting because... Yeah, they're both in. Yeah,
0: I was, what I was saying they're both in there. They said they both should be no the So
1: yeah, I'm going to hate to be that guy, but I'm going to side with Variety on this one because whoa, oh, they hit the nail on the head.
0: Yeah. Uh, who should have been here? Eli Goree, One Night Miami. I don't know who that is, though, Stevie. Do you know?
1: Uh, I want to say... Actually, I was going to say, I don't think that's the guy who played Malcolm X. I'd have to look into this.
0: Give me a second. Uh, oh, it's... Uh, ooh, that's a hot take. It's the guy from Riverdale. Oh, the he guy who played. plays Muhammad Ali. Cassius Clay.
1: Yeah, He yeah. did a really good job. He really oh, nailed it. Guys, he
0: was also in Godzilla. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I might have to watch that movie again take a closer look. Interesting. Um, yeah, so that's... Uh, and actually, Stevie, we're, uh, we're going to get to a pot part I think you'll be interested in, which is actually, uh, yeah, literally the next one. Okay, so we're jumping over into Best Actress, uh, okay. which we have as Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andra Day for The United States vs. Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand for Nomadland, and Carey Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. Uh, Harry, I'll start with you. Uh, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Uh, I, man, I, we, I didn't do a great job watching all these movies. I don't know. I would, I'd probably have to go with Francis, But, I mean, Viola Davis was such an obnoxious character and so good in, that movie, in Ma Rainey's. Yeah. Mama Ma Rainey. Just, uh, she had that poor, that poor boy on edge getting her all those Cokes.
0: Oh, that was so stressful.
2: I know. I think uh I think I'm gonna go with Viola.
0: Mm-hmm. Taking her is would that be her second Oscar? That'd
2: be her second, yes. I haven't seen Promising Young Woman. Um, so I can't speak to that her performance, but Courtney. according to you, it was great. But I'm gonna go Viola. I was a I love that movie. I I want I watched it again after we watched it. It was great.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, Stevie, what about you? Let me let
2: me start by saying, I don't care what
1: Variety says on this one. All right, I'm burning my pick. I don't, I don't care. It's Vanessa Kirby by a mile. I will be haunted by this movie for the rest of my life. I think it belongs in the Criterion Collection. I think her performance is unbelievable. And I wanna I wanna point this out too that, uh, you know, the only other movies I'd seen her in. I saw her in the Mission Impossible movie, and then I saw her in the trailer for Hobbs and & Shaw and referred Ooh, yeah, to her lovingly nice. as the Mission Impossible girl. And, you know, having seen her in just action movies, I, didn't, I would have never expected this kind of performance from her. And I was just, I mean, blown away by how good of a job she did, blown away by how good the movie was. And I, like, all due respect to everybody else in this category, Vanessa Kirby should get it point-blank period
0: so does that mean that you're willing to watch hobbs and shaw with me uh no <laughs> she gives i would argue <laughs> on par performance in hobbs and others I, a... I
1: will not entertain that joke and i refuse to laugh
0: oh okay well all right uh so uh yeah so here's i think you'll be pleased by this right this is semi-pleased stevie uh who will win francis mcdormand for nomadland who could win Andre Day for the United States versus Billy Holiday who should win Vanessa Kirby pieces of a woman who should have been here Yuri Han from Minari uh, but you know what honestly Stevie I think I you know you've got me convinced and 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 that's also based on memory because I I, I uh, it's this is so tough because I really would like to win. I Francis McDormand is most likely going to get it, but Vanessa's performance is better. Uh, you know the the range of her performance is just so much more. Whereas you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Frances McDormand is a phenomenal actress, but her role in this is very. Uh, there's not a lot of variation in it. She's just smirking. kind of a. Yeah, a lot, yeah, of, a lot of smirking, a lot of nervousness, a lot of sadness, which is great. I mean, she does a great job. But when you compare that to Vanessa Kirby, not only you know giving birth, but also having to go to court, having to deal with her husband, having to deal with her mom and her family. I mean, just that, just the scene of when she comes, when they all go to that family visit at the house, and she's like, "What's?" I mean, there's just
2: woman on. i watch it right now. Like, I mean, is it? It's. Steve's review makes me want to quit the, Harry, quit the podcast. Let me say this: I'll say this to you,
1: and I'll say this to anybody listening. I could never, in good faith, recommend that a person watch this movie because it is so devastating. Yeah, I mean, I was, tough. I was honestly stressed out and crying in the first act.
2: You're lying. That's real. This happened.
1: human. So I'm just, I'm saying, I'm getting that out. Yeah, it's unbelievable, Harry. This movie will put you on edge, and it's just. I mean, I think a lot of, I don't, I don't even know. Like I didn't see a whole lot of reviews or everything. I think I honestly feel like this was kind of swept under the rug due to the Shia LaBeouf controversy stuff, but man, I, it's just, it's like unreal how visceral the emotion in this movie is. I, I, I'm singing its praises, but it absolutely deserves it.
0: Stevie, did you love the whole apple? uh, I did. Yeah. There's there's some great
1: metaphors with apples and bridges and I love, you know, just seeing a little metaphor like that in the movie always gets me excited. And, man, I mean, I just I, I want to watch it again, but I don't because it's so much. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, no. So I am I am taking a hit. I'm putting Vanessa Kirby down there, too. So uh, best of luck to her. Let's hope that the Oscars uh see this as well so next up we've got best supporting actress we've got maria bakalova for borat subsequent movie film that would be borat's daughter uh glenn close for hillbilly elegy harry there you go uh olivia coleman for the father she's hot off of some marvel marvel news she's going to be in a new marvel show uh amanda seyfried for mank and uh, let's I'll see if I do this right. But Zheng Yoon for Minari. So those are our supporting actresses. Stevie, we'll start with you. What are some thoughts you got on this?
1: Definitely not Amanda uh, Seyfried for Mank. Uh, again, didn't see uh, Minari, so can't really speak on that. I, I do think the actress who did Borat's daughter did a great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I
0: say it's Oscar-worthy, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna go through my little list here again and see if I can think. Other, of sorry, who are the other two? Um, Glenn Close for "Hillbilly Elegy."
1: Okay. Okay.
0: And, uh, Olivia Coleman for the father, which we also haven't seen. And I'll, what I'll say too, before we, and, and Harry, before you say it as well, but, uh, variety has who will and should win as Yu Jung Yoon for Minari. And then who could win as Olivia Coleman, Jamie Lawson for Farewell Amor as who should have been here. But I'm going to look at my list too because there I always feel like there's certain performances when you're watching a movie and you're like, holy cow, that's so good. Like My biggest one that always sticks out to me is John Goodman in uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane like that he did such a good job in that movie didn't get recognized for anything but during the movie when i was in the theater i was like he needs to be nominated for like there's those certain roles when you watch them you're like yeah they needed to be nominated so i'll scroll through here and see if there's anyone else who i think maybe margot robbie for harley quinn just kidding um oh well no that's lead too um but yeah, so th- this is a tough one for me as well. A lot of these are ones that I haven't seen. I love Amanda Seyfried. I thought she did a fine job in Mank, but again, um, you know, Mank. Uh,
1: I'm going to defer to Minari on this one because I haven't I prob- seen it, I'm going to as well. What I will add in terms of a wild card pick is uh, Taylor Page from My Rainey's Black Bottom. I think she did a really good job. And... Uh, She's in this movie coming up called uh, Zola. That seems like a big buzz from A twenty four. So this is sort of a vote of confidence as well because I think, I think her time, I think she's up next.
0: Hmm. What about Elizabeth Debicki for Tenant?
1: She did a good job. Um, Maybe not I don't Oscar-worthy. know Oscar worthy, but.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, I think Harry, as far think? as the category noms, sorry, the two oh. I think the two most yeah. likely to get it are the two movies I
2: haven't seen, so
0: yeah, I don't know what yeah, to say. Harry? Yeah,
2: I'd agree with Stevie, you know, I've been I feel like I've been working from behind this whole this whole episode, but um, I don't know, I, I really like Tealbilly Elegy. I'd like to see Glenn Close win. She's not on any of the, any of my variety articles, so We'll see. And maybe she's my uh, dark horse.
0: Ooh, we like that
2: movie. I thought it was just it was a really, you know, I I grew up a good bit in the south. It was a really interesting look at, you know, I have so many people that I grew up around that, like have that life. And it was just kind of cool to see the generational look back of um, what, what it's him. It's him like going back to his hometown for something, I think is the overall premise. And then he's just kind of reminiscing on the, the generations uh, and growing up in that town. I thought it was, uh, it was just a, an interesting callback to those times.
0: So, yeah, I, you know, I, I really liked that movie too, Harry. I like, I liked it for what it wanted to be. I felt like, and a lot of portions of it, it was very on the nose. And um, there was also, I, I feel like some part of it, I don't remember what it was, but somewhere where I was like, why did they even do that? But uh, the, the the only thing that I think about very frequently, though, and it stuck with me, was just the whole him trying to get out of that life. And yep. when he is getting scheduled for his huge job interview and his I don't remember who it was that calls him and says, your mom's in the hospital. She OD'd again. And just that whole I, again, it was like, oh, of course, this would happen the night of your interview. But. But that was something where it was like that really stuck with me of the – like you said, it's that whole generational legacy of like the things that your parents are still doing affecting you as you're trying to break the cycle. And you have to make that decision of whether you want to break the cycle or not. And just seeing him struggle with that, I really liked that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm going to pick uh, Minari as well on that one. Um, Yu Jung Yoon. Uh, so next up, we've got Best Animated Feature. Switching gears here. This is going to be exciting. Uh, we've got Onward, Over the Moon, which is a Netflix movie. Have not seen it, but it's there. I'm sure I'll watch it at some point. Same with Shaun the Sheep movie, uh, Farmageddon, classic. Uh, did not see that either, but it's also on Netflix. Uh, and then Soul from Pixar. And Wolfwalkers, which is available on Harry's favorite streaming service, Apple Plus. Apple TV, baby, let's go. Apple TV, or, yeah, Apple TV. Uh, So, yeah, Harry, uh, Stevie, we'll start with you on this one. So, animated features, what do you think about this? Boy, uh, soul, right? I mean. Yeah, I'm not even going to bother reading the variety. (laughs) Um,
1: I definitely didn't see all of these, like Shaun the Sheep or anything like that, but. I mean, Soul is just your classic, heady, animated film that is poised to win an
0: Oscar. So, don't know what else to say. Yeah. (laughs) I would say the same thing here. Are you in agreement? Yeah, I guess. Did you see (laughs) Soul?
2: (laughs) I didn't see any of these.
0: I mean, I I, haven't. Wait, what?
2: I haven't seen a single one of these. I I know. You haven't
0: seen Soul? No, I haven't seen Soul. That and was like he, a co- Harry. That I, was the that was the Christmas the Christmas Day double feature of Soul and Wonder Woman, nineteen
2: eighty four. Yeah, and I guess I was in nineteen eighty four living my best life. I didn't watch Soul.
0: Oh, I do want to watch I,
2: Wolfwalkers. I've never been disappointed. I haven't been disappointed yet by Apple TV. We wait, catch- you
0: watched Wolfwalkers?
2: No, I said I do want to. I love. Oh, it. You, I love
0: okay, it. okay. You.
2: I think it looks really cool. And you know, I'm not going to devolve this into a TV episode again, but. Anyone on here that's looking for a new stream service, check it
0: out. All right, I got. Where's the mute button? <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Uh, no, Harry, I would. I would. Uh, like I said, you've got. I, I haven't seen Over the Moon or Shaun the Sheep, but they're available on on Netflix. Onward and Solar both on Disney Plus. Uh, Onward was great. I thought it was an awesome movie. Uh, that was actually one of the last movies that we saw. at Lisa and I saw in theaters um and and loved it just as such a sweet story but it was a very basic movie at the same time so i uh it's fine to be on here it was really well animated but soul is was soul hit me hard that was a, a really good movie so do you even know anything about it harry
2: uh yeah a guy dies turns into a weird ghost comes back uh sees how he should have been isn't it it's the same premise as uh What's the Christmas movie with Scrooge, right? Isn't that the a little, di-
0: little <laughs> different in terms of why they died? I
2: don't, yeah. No, I know I had read something about it and I, you know, I was I was uh, puzzling, I guess on Christmas I wasn't watching a lot
0: of movies. Mm. I honestly I, I think you'd really like it. It it I think you would no, really I, enjoy yeah, it. Not,
2: not to dismiss or any of these movies, I, I really uh I really was low low this year and watching animated films and um, you know, if I could pick one, I, I hope it's Wolf Walkers. get Apple's name out there a little more prevalent. I love my Apple mm-hmm. boy. Um, and I guess soul is, you know, a hot second. I got to watch the movie, see what happens.
0: Yeah. If I'm looking for an Apple, I'll watch uh, pieces of a woman. There you go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> no. Okay. Perfect. Uh, let's move on to best cinematography. So, uh, we've got a real nice list here. Uh, and there's one that is a glaring miss. Which uh, I will point out here shortly, but our our cinematography is Ju- uh, Sean Bobbitt for Judas and the Black Messiah, Eric Meiser uh, Eric Meiserschmidt Schmidt for Mank, uh, Darius Wolski for News of the World, hmm. Joshua James Richards for Nomadland, and Fieden papa michael for the trial of the chicago seven uh there is a glaring miss on here though which is uh tenant uh i thought tenant would have been a lock for cinematography but no no dice i guess so uh we can't get everything we want actually I, i think i'm more concerned about them not getting nominated for uh best uh score i think might have been what it was but stevie what do you think about this list cinematography what are you feeling
1: um, not a great list. I, I mean, I think I have a different idea yeah. of cinematography that I like. Uh, my picks here. I think I'm going to go with Nomad. Again. You know, shout out to Chloe and Malik. Maybe it's rude to mention Malik every time this movie comes up, but I think that's why I like the cinematography so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Trial of Chicago 7 looks great, but I think that's more on, along the lines of like production design. But uh, yeah, I think promising young woman would have been an interesting pick here too. Yeah, that's a good point. But I guess I'll go with uh,
2: Nomadland. Okay, Harry, what about you? Um, surprisingly enough, I think I'm gonna go with Mank here. Really? <laughs> Honestly, you might win. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd I'd, uh, I'd side with Stevie. I think Nomadland. I was I was really. Uh, really disappointed not to see Tenet on here. I thought, especially with I mean Mang showing up again, I don't get it. Like who's paying these people? Um, I don't know. Eric Meiser Schmidt. I thought there were there were better movies, especially in terms of cinematography this year. That I don't know. I feel like I feel like a lot of the times when when these Oscar nominations come out, it's like they get bored as they get to these you know. To me, cinematography is one of my favorite categories, and I feel like it's always just a weird recycled mess of mix of uh best picture. And I don't I don't necessarily Yeah, like you're it.
0: absolutely right.
2: So I don't know. Nomad Land I thought was really cool. I think going back to my comments on uh when we were talking about it in Best Picture about like just the scenes of the West and some of the shots they were doing were really really neat. Um and we'll uh lock my name in there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually, if I if I could make a call out on this, and this is what I was trying to do, was uh, uh, Mulan actually? So uh, Mandy Walker for Mulan. I thought the cinematography in Mulan was really good, and then we would get a uh, a woman in the cinematography list because I think it's all dudes. But uh, yeah, but my my bets on Nomadland as well. Uh, so next category we've got is best costume design which is a very different category list than the uh, let's where is this one Um, so we've got costume design as Alexandra Byrne for Emma Uh, that was a movie with uh, Anya Taylor-Joy and then Anne Roth for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom Trish Somerville for Mank. Bina Daigler for Mulan. Okay. And then Massimo Cantini Perini for Pinocchio. Um, I'm And I'm looking on variety right now because we're, now we're starting to get into some of those categories where I, I can't speak as well to what my thoughts are. But for this, if I were to just pick... And, and what it would be, it would be Mulan. the The costumes in Mulan were amazing. Uh, just, so I mean, the production design in, in Mulan was so good. And uh, so, my vote would be for Mulan. But I I don't think that's even going to have a chance. Variety is putting all of their money and saying they also should win on Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Stevie, uh, any thoughts on this?
1: Uh, I could see Mulan. But uh, I don't, I'm not a good costume guesser. I feel, yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't know on this one. I'm gonna. I'm gonna punt and give it to uh, the variety pick.
0: Yeah, Harry. What about you?
2: I think my Rainies. I thought those costumes are awesome.
0: My shoes.
2: Why do you do that to oh. my um, the shoes? Um, I show me mean, that. Was- that was a huge part of the film, his brand True. new shoes, his yellow dress shoes. I loved it. And um, I thought it was interesting just how everyone was dressed so warm and was so hot the whole movie.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Right. I mean, they all those just top. Very notch- claustrophobic. Clothes, very claustrophobic. The big, thick dresses and just die in a sweat, just blown up. But, the you know, that's how it was, I think. And everything I've read and heard about those days is um people dress warm so I, I i thought the costumes in that movie were great
0: yeah yeah so I'll, that's all i'll I'll stick with that one,
2: one is sitting on my dresser downstairs got it from the library so i haven't seen that Here, um, it's
0: on disney plus
2: we're going to watch it this weekend um i guess yeah on there for free now they bumped yeah it it's up. on there
0: for free now huh
2: Man, I feel like a chump. Um,
0: <laughs> you might actually, it might be better quality on there if you got a DVD.
2: Yeah, just kidding, guys. Support your local library. Uh, but <laughs> I, you know, I've heard the same thing out that the, just the costumes and that shit, that movie were awesome. So yeah. looking forward to that, but I just can't speak to it at this point.
0: Sure, sure. So uh, next on here, we've got best documentary feature. And so we've got a list of them here. We've got, we've got Collective Crip Camp the mole agent my octopus teacher and time uh before even looking at the variety picks on this my pick the only one on here that i've seen is my octopus teacher but that would also be my pick because that movie that documentary was just incredible uh harry have you seen it which one my octopus teacher i haven't Oh, okay. Yeah. So then I'll, I'll, I'll give you a brief on this one too. So, uh, it's just about a guy who he, he wasn't originally intending on, uh, what was it that? He, he was just trying to like get out in the water and this blew my mind. So like, he's basically free swimming in the ocean. Uh, and I think it's in the Atlantic or something like that, but it's gotta be freezing cold, but he's free swimming and snorkeling and happens upon an octopus and uh, so I don't think he was originally intending on that to be it, but he found the octopus and was like, holy cow. And so you're kind of seeing him go through this of like trying to befriend this octopus. And he learns and we as the audience watching him learn so much about, uh, you know, uh, this octopus and octopi in general of just it's just it, it's a really sad movie, too, because, we you know, you find out things. Like I didn't know that octopus an octopus does not live very long. And typically I think they said too, like after an octopus gives birth, they typically die like a year later or something like that. So there's just this looming death in the movie knowing it's coming. But it's not so there but there's other scenes where you're you're getting ups and downs. I think at one point the octopus gets attacked by another another fish. But he's just each time he goes back, like he, he his whole thing is he says he goes back every day to go to see this octopus and each time it gets a little more comfortable around him to where he's eventually got it on his arm. And so it just, it was a beautiful movie. Would you agree Stevie?
1: Yeah. I thought that was a really cool uh, documentary um, that was recommended by mom, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, I mean, we love nature, love a good nature doc. And yeah, the octopus, I had no idea how intelligent those creatures were and it's, just really it's really cool that he kind of befriends this little guy or girl i can't remember if the octopus gender was revealed but mm-hmm. uh we what were the other documentaries on here
0: time the mole agent crip camp and the collective time and, and okay, so i haven't the other ones yeah i'm uh I'm looking on here. Uh, Variety actually has a little thing for it. So collective is from Magnolia. Um, that's about, where is it? Uh, oh, healthcare fraud, uh, healthcare fraud in Romania. Uh, Time is from Amazon studios. It says uh, Fox rich fights the release for the release of her husband, Rob, who is serving a 60 year sentence in prison. Crip Camp is about a uh, – it says it, it's called Crip Camp, a Disability Revolution, and it's actually on Netflix. And it says, down the road from Woodstock, a revolution blossomed at a ramshackle summer camp for teenagers with disabilities transforming their lives. Uh, mole agent is Gravitas Ventures. A private investigator in Chile hires someone to work as a mole at a retirement home where a client of his suspects the caretakers of elder abuse. Sounds a lot like I care a lot. Uh, and they are predicting uh, The Octopus Teacher will win. But they said The Mole Agent should win. And Time uh, could win.
1: The only other thing I wanted to say here is that I have seen a couple other documentaries this year that I think could have or should have been nominated, and that would be oh. uh, Disclosure and Made You Look, both of which are, I think, on Netflix.
0: Nice. Netflix does a pretty good job with their documentaries. True. Cause now, Octopus Teachers also on Netflix as well. Yep. Um, okay. Uh, so cool. When uh, we'll we'll get moving on some of these other ones. We're getting into more of the quick hits. Uh, best documentary short. We've got Colette. A Concerto is a conversation. Do not split. Hunger Ward. A love song for Latasha. Uh, here's what I'll pose to you guys. Have either of you seen any of these? No. No. Yeah. Neither. so uh this will be a quick one uh it looks like a concerto is a conversation is the will win colette is a could win concerto is a conversation is should win um so i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna pick that one unless you yes. guys have any <laughs> yeah yes no, no objections agreed. easy couldn't be couldn't be easier uh, let's get these ones out of the way actually. So next up we'll do, we'll do best animated short. And uh, where's that best short animated. We've got burrow, which I have, I have seen. That was the short in front of, um, I believe it was in front of soul. It, w- or it would have been in front of soul. They released it on the same day and we watched it, it was super cute with a little rabbit um, genius. Loki or low If anything happens, I love you. Opera, and yes, people, did any of you guys see any of these? Oh
2: no, no? I did. I really wanted to see. Well, I didn't want to see that. Uh, if anything happens, I love you. Looked really sad about the school shootings, I
0: believe. Oh, is that what? Oh, wow. I think that's right. That's what somebody like sent that as a text message to their parent or something.
2: And it's a, it's a. Uh, I think it's animated. It's it, It's almost like a. Pencil drawn.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, and it's on Netflix.
2: Yeah, it's on Netflix. Um but yeah, no, I I can't really talk about it other than that, but it looked very
0: okay. uh Variety says opera will win, but it says if anything happens, I love you should and could win. Um yeah, and they're pointing out here too, the shorts are always wild cards with no precursor to help identify the front runner. Um Less is just a lot of positive praise for opera. Uh, but most are predicting Netflix's if anything happens, I love you. So that'll be a might have to make a choice on that. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll, I'm going to go with if anything happens, I love you just because uh, this sounds like there's more heart there. Opera is just about some of the uh, driven by the spirits of Bosch, Michelangelo, Botticelli and more. Eric portrays in his own signature and whimsical way. The human society, human society and History. Fil- well, actually, that sounds pretty good. But uh, it's probably only like 10 minutes long, though. Um, but it doesn't say it's streaming on anything. So we'll see. I might try and check out if anything happens. I Love You before the Oscars, though, if it's short. Yeah. Are you guys going to do that one, too? Or are you picking a different one?
2: I No, I'd side with that one. Like Stevie said, I haven't seen any of them. But that yeah. one had the most intrigue. I mean, we spent more time on this uh, segment than these. Yeah,
0: places. if it sounds, I mean, it sounds like a sad one. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, then we will jump over into the other short, which is live action shorts. And we've got Feeling Through the Letter Room, The Present, Two Distant White Stranger, or <laughs> Two Distant Strangers <laughs> and White Eye. <laughs> There's a white there. I didn't mean to say white. Two but, Distant um, Strangers. Yeah, same th- – have you seen that? No. Harry, did you say you saw that?
2: I did not, no.
0: I've I'm Oh, just... uh, well, hey, I mean they're they're picking that as the one that will win. Two Distant Strangers and should win. So get this. It says, the race for live action short is much closer with feeling through and Two Distant Strangers both having their admirers. But given that the Derek Chauvin trial over George <laughs> Floyd's killing took place in the middle of voting – I'm predicting a victory for two distant strangers, which says cartoonist Carter James repeated attempts to get home to his dog are thwarted by a recurring deadly encounter that forces him to relive the same awful day over and over. Oh my goodness. That's sounds like basically Palm Springs, but with the police shooting and the cover is a police officer and it's Joey Badass who is the uh the star. That I'm, I'm picking that. That sounds really easy, cool.
1: easy pick for me then.
0: Yeah, real easy pick. Uh, are any of the others even available anywhere for streaming? Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, I don't know even where we would watch it. I'm sure we'll see a, a clip of it in the show. Uh, any thoughts on that, or we want to move on to a more well-known category? Move on. Let's go. Okay. All right. Well, let's get going. All right. So next up, and I'll, I'll go on my list here, is best production design. So kind of moving over for, to costumes from costumes. Production design, that I love doing this one, and I, I always feel like, at least sometimes, they don't really grab it right. This was a great one where Black Panther, I believe, won best production design at one point. But we've got uh, production design, The Father, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, News of the World, and Tenant. So, congrats, Tenant is now an Oscar-nominated movie, but for a category I would have never predicted. Harry, what do you think about all this?
2: I think Tenet. Yeah?
0: Oh, Stevie?
1: I'd love to see Tenet get something. Yeah,
0: they're predicting Mank. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my word. Uh, it says it says Ma Rainey could win, but Mank should and will win. Uh, Mink, I, Mank I just, Monk, I suppose. Mink, Mank Monk. I mean, here's what I, I guess maybe it's got it's got to win something. <laughs> if it wins one award, maybe it'll be this. I guess production design was pretty good for that movie. I mean, it really did feel like, a, you know, besides the digital filming and digital, all the costumes, the cars, the the set pieces at least the pieces that i saw were uh definitely felt like you were in a boring writer's room that's for sure or in gary oldman's bedroom while he's screaming in bed that you know ah i need to write my book mink 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 i'm gonna put mink for this one we'll see what happens uh okay yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm seeing 2 I, I we're hit, we're about to hit the two-hour mark, fellas, and we're almost done. I appreciate you hanging tight. We've got one. Uh, we got seven more, but we're gonna fly through some of these. Best makeup and hairstyling. We've got Emma, Hillbilly Elegy, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, and Pinocchio. Stevie. Uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Ooh, yeah, Harry.
2: I'd go the same. Same comments yeah. we had on uh, costume design.
0: Yeah, on Ma Rainey alone, and uh, yeah, so I will. I'm going to pick that too. Variety agrees. Next up, we've got Best International Feature Film, uh, which has we have another round from Denmark, Better Days from Hong Kong, Collective from Romania, The Man Who Sold His Skin from Tunisia, and Quo Vadiz Aida from Bosnia and Herzegovina. Uh, My money on this is going to be another round because that's the only movie that I saw. And I also really liked that movie. Yeah, Uh,
1: I'm going to pick pick that too. And not just because it's the only one I saw, but because it was actually nominated in another category. And I feel like the fact Mm -hmm. that they did that, it's like, I think when Roma did that, it's like, it's a no brainer that it's going to
2: get that category. Harry? I'd say the same thing. I didn't see the movie, but uh based on your guys astute descriptions i'm in Mm
0: -hmm. well good awesome so yeah let's jump into best original song this will be interesting so we've got fight for you from judas and the black messiah hear my voice from trial of the chicago seven husavik from eurovision song contest that was that will ferrell rachel McAdams (laughs) movie on netflix uh i thought that was a pretty funny movie i I I don't remember. Is that the song she sings at the very end? Because if so, and that's the nice part. At least we're going to get to hear all these sung during the con during the concert during the the awards. Um, IOC scene from the life ahead, uh, and then speak now from one night in Miami. Stevie, what do you think on this?
1: Man, I've like you know, it's not like I can remember any of these songs, but I'm going to pick one night in Miami because. I mean, that's the movie where I'm actually thinking about the musical aspect of Sam Cooke. I don't know if uh, that actor is performing the song, but if he does or if he did, then that would be my pick for sure.
0: It does appear that he does. It says Leslie Odom Jr. and Sam Asher. Yeah,
2: if that's the case, then yeah, give it to him.
0: That's my Okay. Pick. Harry, what do you think?
2: Uh, I'd agree. I loved... Uh... One Night in Miami, like when we're going through those uh, movies and listening out, we're just thinking about score and music. That was the one where it stood out the most, I think, was looking at those categories.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that'll be the next one we dive into here then. And uh, um, original score, this is the one where I think the biggest snub took place, which is uh, Ludwig Goranson for Tenet as best original score should have been nominated and should have won, but neither is the case. And that is uh, incredibly sad because that, that was probably my favorite soundtrack from the year too. That came uh, my hero academia came really close, but tenant was just so good. Uh, we've got uh best original scores for defy bloods, Terrence Blanchard, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross for Mank. It's kind of exciting. Uh, Emily Moseri for Minari, James Newton Howard for News of the World. He also is the one who did, he he co-did Dark Knight and also did Dinosaur. Uh, and then Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, and John Batiste for Soul. So Trent and Atticus were nominated twice. Uh, uh, deserving, though, they, they do a really good job. But just kind of a weird mixture. Harry, I'll start with you on this. What do you think?
2: What category is this again? This is the score. Good.
0: So this is the score of the movie. Hmm. Instrumentals. I wish Tennant was here. I that's know. Right.
2: I don't even know. I don't. I get frustrated. I get frustrated that we keep seeing the same movies. I feel like every this happens to me every Oscars too. Whereas you go down the list.
0: I know it's like there's so many others that could have there's been so, put in this category.
2: We said, I mean, that's what said. COVID year, but come on.
0: I'm gonna um, I mean we were even talking about Judas and the Black Messiah. That would have been a great score to put on here.
2: Right? I'm gonna throw my hat in the ring for tenant. It's not nominated. And I know I'm throwing a I'm throwing a vote out the window, but I gotta stand by my principles. I need one.
0: Yeah. I like that. Stevie, will you do the same?
2: You know, of the ones here,
1: I'll I'll just go ahead and vote. Um, and it might be a throwaway. I'll vote for soul, but I do think uh tenant and uh, Judas and the Black, Messiah
0: should have been in here for sure. Yeah, totally agree. I um, and Soul is going to be my pick too, uh, because Variety says that's who will win. Oh wow! Uh, but they said they said Minari could win. They say Mank should win. What? What? Bam! 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 Boom! 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 Mank! 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 Uh, And then they actually, weirdly, they've got, and this is actually, I might have to just stop looking at variety anyway, uh, should have been here, Midnight Sky by Alexandre Desplat. Don't get me wrong, I love the guy, but you're missing Ludwig. That's a a big miss. Okay, uh, next up, we're going to go to one that may, this will be a fun one. Best visual effects. We've got Lovin' Monsters, The Midnight Sky, Mulan, The one and only Ivan and Tenet. Come on. Come on. Come on. I uh, I don't care. I don't care if it wins or loses. I've got to put my money on Tenet. Yeah.
2: I voted I voted for it just now in a category it wasn't nominated for. Give me it again.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Feed this to me yeah. all day. I'll, I'll eat ten in a day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Breakfast, lunch, Let's and see dinner. See
2: where they're driving down the road, and just the reverse is happening. The time travel.
0: Oh, but you know, like, oh, yeah. yeah. Through I'm and still then. Still blown
2: away by how they filmed. Yeah, when he goes through, I can't remember what the systems called, but he goes through the doors, and they're he's reliving it. Oh my god.
0: Hmm. Yeah, just I mean, no no question about it. Tenant was incredible, and as we've been saying, should have been on here a lot more. I mean, if only they had given Tenant as many nominations as they gave Mank. But you know, we live in an imperfect uh, society. So uh, next up, we've got Best Sound, which I I mean, when I saw this category, I was like, oh come on, this is like one of the only years where it's the perfect time to pick the the one we've got Greyhound mank news of the world soul and sound of metal guys. Come on. It's in the name. Yeah. Come on. Sound, sound. sound of metal. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, again, even if we needed to explain it, the fact that you, you got to hear what it, what it sore. It, it really did kind of feel like we lost our hearing in that movie, both from how cacophonous the concert stuff was to when he couldn't hear at all to when his hearing was fading to when he had the hearing aids in or the cochleal implants put in like just so many different experiments in sound for that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and Variety says the exact same thing. So no surprise there. Um, interesting, though, on this one. OK, so uh, best editing. That is the last one. So we're wrapping this up. Best film editing. The father. Yorgos Lamprinos, uh, Chloe Cloja for Nomadland, Frederic Thoraval for Promising Young Woman, Mikkel E.G. Nielsen for Sound of Metal, and Alan Bumgarten for Trial of the Chicago 7. This is an interesting one. I don't really know who I would put out over the other. Uh, Harry, what do you think?
2: I think Trial. Yeah. That's where my money's at. Can you give us the? I know you've you've bounced back and forth. Can we get the variety, the variety fair take?
0: Sure. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, who should have been on here. Palm Springs. Ooh, I, I kind of agree great. with that. Yeah. Uh, who could and should win Trial of the Chicago Seven? Who will win Sound of Metal? Nice. So, uh, yeah, I think you were kind of on the right track there. It seems like maybe it would be between Sound of Metal and Trial of the Chicago 7, but I honestly don't know. What about you, Stevie? What do you think?
1: I'm a horrible judge of editing. I don't really notice it unless there's something really dramatically cool. Um, and I'm gonna I'm going to assume that many of the people voting in the Oscar committee are like me, and they don't really understand what editing is. And if that's the case, I think, that i will go with sound of metal because they might just roll with the fact that the sound editing and sound design in that movie is so unique that the editing itself flows from
0: that hmm yeah i i feel the exact same way and kind of the thing that they're saying on here is is to basically whoever it says the categories of editing and sound often go in tandem as evidenced by Whiplash, Hacksaw Ridge, and Ford v. Ferrari. Uh, and I was going to say, if anyone ever is going like, well, what does editing really mean? Uh, watch an uh, Edgar Wright movie, because he's probably one. Or, and I don't know if it's him who's editing it, but he's, his movies are so insanely edited that uh, they're just so good. So, um, yeah, I'll I'll, probably, I'll put my money on Sound of Metal, too. Harry, you said you're going to go a trial?
2: I'll stick with it.
0: Okay. Yeah. Hey, we got to have a little bit of variety. So, uh, so that's it. That's all of them. We did it guys. We, we made it through. Um, how are you feeling on the other side, Harry?
2: Wow. Uh, two hours has flown by as usual.
0: on yeah, journey.
2: Um, we love doing it for the fans and I'd like to give all the fans at home a quick shout out that you may not know you're in the presence of a recently crowned YouTube star. Just one up one here. To know that. Oh, yeah. um, just for the, for the folks at home that may be doubling up, Steve, can we get a quick uh, 10 second review of your favorite movie?
1: Um, favorite movie of the year for the Oscar pick would be this is already over time. I would say for <laughs> Best Picture, I'm, my favorite was Trial of the Chicago 7. I thought it was great. There's your review. They're
2: a little longer. We can print it.
0: Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll second that. Uh, a, a social experiment that uh, paid off unlike any before. Uh, for, gone wrong. Uh, <laughs> some may say gone right, but uh, congrats to CB uh, for any of you out there. You can find him on YouTube as Rough Criminal. That's R U F F. He is putting out the world's fastest reviews. And uh, they are ten seconds or less. And uh, like I said, you know, here we get to do a little bit of a deep dive into this. And I I just fascinating how how you were able to capture the algorithm and and, uh, capture it so quickly. And not only that, but have so many people openly acknowledging that that is what you're doing, and still saying, "I love it." So that that is my fifteen second review of your YouTube page, but congratulations <laughs> on on your success, Stevie. We were talking about before uh, before the show started. Stevie was at twenty three thousand point nine followers, and I said to him, I said, well, once you hit twenty four k, you got to do a review of Bruno Mars's uh, whatever album that is where he's got twenty four k magic. Uh, Stevie, you're now twenty four point one carat. So you do not need to make that video anymore. And if you do, I'm going to report you. Sure. Understood. Also, just for anyone out there in terms of, you know, previews, you know, kind of release planning, what's coming up. Uh, Stevie's got a great review on Nas's Illmatic, uh, one of the greatest uh, albums of all time. Tune in when that premieres on uh, April 19th of twenty twenty-two.
2: We are so, 363 days away from one of the greatest reviews that's going to drop. Um, we got a great I mean, lead time on that one. Here, I, I don't want to give any spoilers
1: but i will say this it will be impossible to disagree with what i have to say about ilmatic and with a year you have got plenty of time to listen to it and uh hopefully buy it because it's uh it's a real doozy of an album
0: oh 100 percent agree that's great um both of you guys thank you so much i know we uh it wasn't exactly short notice. just I loved the uh, the synchronicity between us. We were at the point where you know, the Oscars were coming up soon and we were trying to watch some of these movies. and uh, you know, I, I think it might have been you, Harry you were like, hey, are we gonna you know do something about this? And we were like, oh, yeah, let's record on Skype. It like all it all worked out great. So thank you guys both for taking so much time out of your evening to. Uh, to entertain me and entertain the fans on our picks for this year. So are, are you both going to be, uh, watching the Oscars? Steve, is like... next weekend or or is uh, it's on Sunday. It'll That's be on cool. Sunday. Uh, and actually, you know what? I, this, I would not be a good podcast if I didn't give you guys the hookup. So hold on a second. Oscars. What does yeah, that mean? No, a- it a- it a- is a- on a- Sunday.
2: Legal cable hookup.
0: Uh, well you know if you're at mom and dad's house, they're gonna they're listening. gonna have it. They've got the, the cable piece. I want
2: everyone here yeah. listening to go to crackstreams.com. You're gonna- <laughs> uh, and you're gonna click Oscars net. You're gonna wanna the interest in
1: I don't know if it'll be it'll make a premiere billing on the T
0: V when dad's in control, but we'll see. Who knows? You know he'll he'll at least watch it until something happens on there, and he says, nah, I'm done." And then you know, who knows? That might be in the first five minutes. It just depends on if Meryl Streep is there, right? Right. Or if you know, Barbara Streisand. Is it, it
2: going to be like on. the Globes though, where it's a bunch of a bunch of actors in hoodies at home hanging out? So or... here's
0: so here's I'll, I'll give you. You know what? That's what we'll end this with. I will give you guys a couple oh, of takeaways and what to expect for for the Oscars. So the Oscars yeah. is premiering. On Sunday, April twenty fifth, so this Sunday uh, at eight p.m. Eastern time, so five p.m. Pacific time on ABC. So if you've got uh, that, that would be local channels. You should be able to get it no problem. It will be on like YouTube TV, Hulu Live, all those sorts of things. Um, <clears throat> but no, they they actually sent out a. Uh, they basically got a thing that said like they sent it out to all the people who were nominated saying, Hey, here's basically what's going to be going down on this. They are going to be at two separate locations. If I'm remembering right. Uh, it is in person and, uh, they are for, I, I think they said maybe for like those who aren't going to be there, essentially it it is going to be more formal. So they said, uh, they basically hinted at what you were saying, Harry of, of, uh, you know, like, no, don't wear a, you know, T-shirt and sweatpants on the camera sort of thing. Uh, but, yeah, they said you can find it online. They they like sent out a generic letter to all of the people. But it was like it almost kind of tried. They were It's like they were trying to sound hip. They were like, we're getting so excited for the Oscars. Just a couple reminders. Like, don't do this or this or this or this or this. So. Um, we'll see how it plays out. I, I enjoyed watching the Golden Globes just to see what the difference was. Like, how is this going to look different? But right. it wasn't that good. I was pretty disappointed with it. I loved, 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 loved how they were able to have Tina Fey and Amy Poehler standing side by side at different locations. That was really cool. But there were some technical glitches. There were some other pieces of it where it just, I don't know, it, it, to me, it, it 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 was too much for what it was trying to be. Like, They could have just released the awards and been done with it sort of thing. But they still tried to make it this big song and dance when it didn't need to be one. So we'll see what the Oscar shows.
2: Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm interested. I will most likely be watching it. I may even sneak over and watch it with you.
0: Ooh. Yeah, we'll see see how that goes. But um, yeah, and I'll be tuning in as well. So um, looking forward to it. Hopefully you all are as well. I know there's a lot of stuff going on all the time, but... Always nice to take a little bit of time out of our day to honor the stars and celebrities of of the day. So Hollywood. um we, we, love yeah, Hollywood. We, we love Hollywood. We love it. I'm a I'm a Hollywood what is no so never You're a Hollywood
2: head. You know, there right. we go.
0: Yeah, I'm a Hollywood head. Very nice. Uh, so no. What was that hearing?
2: Very nice.
0: Very, very, very nice. It. I'm a mangster. We can call me the minkster, the mangster and the monkster. That's the three of us. Uh, So, no, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, We're going to end it right here for Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the red carpet.